travel with us now through the dimensions of time, beyond even the furthest stars, as we search out new and wondrous worlds far from eternity. On this journey, we will review comics, movies, shows, and more that hold a special place in our own fandom. What new world will be discovered this week? Find out right now as Legends of Grayskull goes off world. Think, uh, think what what's your what's your big ticket item? Five year old birthday, Christmas, whatever. Like what what's the what's the big item you want? Just real quick, off the top of the head, it doesn't have to be, you know, Omega Supreme. Omega Supreme. All right, Sean. Uh, at five, probably Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. He would have been a big one. That would have been a big one. All right. I don't know about Optimus so much, but Omega, I assume that there was probably probably some parts needing to get put together, right? Like you're taking them out of the box. Probably, even Optimus probably had stickers and stuff, right? Like you got. I don't know. I never had it, so. He never. All right. <laughs> Well, the reason- Optimus had stickers. <laughs> here's the th- here's where me and my wife, right? We we mm-hmm. kind of we kind of disagree. Um, like whenever we buy the kids big presents, she always wants me to put them together the night before, so that they're, oh. they're under the tree ready to go. You know what I mean? And for but for me, like the, I would have been pissed off as a kid because mm-hmm. part of part of me was like I want to put those together, you know. Like that's part yeah. of the memory for me. Getting my Technodrome and like putting everything together and the stickers and and all that. Like I don't know. It's and we talked about it, but but she was the opposite. She was like, no, I I always wanted everything ready to go. I didn't want to waste time, you know, pulling nope. stuff out of the box and everything. No, that, that for me, when I was a kid, like a huge part, and that was the the beauty of the era that we grew up in. The box yeah. art was so integral to you being even yes. more excited about whatever it was. So like. The yeah. year I got Castle Grayskull for Christmas, I ripped that uh, yeah. wrapping off, but then I sat there and just marveled at that artwork for a little while. Oh, it yeah. made me stop and really take in. This is what the whole thing means. This is the essence of what you're going to play when you are going to get it out of the box. And the excitement of waiting to get it out of the box was heightened even more knowing what you could do, knowing you have it finally. You know? Yeah, because at our house... You you didn't open any of the presents after you unwrapped them until everybody was done, like right. until we finished Christmas for the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then you could, I mean, and and we had to put them back at the end of that. Like we had to put the gifts back under the tree for a couple of days, like it, it, when we went to bed at night or whatever. Uh, so like if I was playing with Castle Grayskull, I had to leave it by the tree, you know, um, just because it, it kept the whole, you know, you know, I would remember my mom saying stuff about like she didn't understand sometimes the the big meals you spend hours and hours cooking on Thanksgiving and Christmas, more Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? And then you sit down and everybody's done in twenty five minutes. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, um, 
so yeah, and I had, I had, you know, it was, I had four older siblings and my mom and dad and, you know, if any relatives came. So like, it, right. it wasn't like some families I've seen today where like some, like the one aunt will bring like 85 presents for each kid to the mm-hmm. point where they're, the kids are like, I don't want to open any more presents. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. done. Right. They're present drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they just, they, they want to play with the one they opened three hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and it, it, well, that was the other thing, right? You never, you didn't even usually like get to everything that day, depending on what you got. Like some stuff was like, oh, now I've got, you know, throughout Christmas break, now I can open this up and put this together yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. um, you brought up an interesting point though, cause I, I had three siblings. Um, I'm third out of four, but Sean doesn't know how it feels to look at a pres, at a tree. And guess what's his? Like he no. just he just knew. Yep, those those are mine. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, like the to to do like a little bit of a you know a swerve from that though <laughs> is there were times where I knew what presents I wanted, yeah, and I would eye up the presents and kind of figure, okay, based on the boxes I've seen at the yeah. toy store, that could be this or whatever. Right. But then there'd be like. What's this? And what's that? why is my name on that? I didn't ask for this. I wanted this, and and, and I was very specific. So then the next thing I knew, like one Christmas, I was opening. Uh, I think it was Boulder Hill for Mask, for instance, which that was a that was a marvelous playset. I still think that was one of the coolest playsets of the eighties. And then all of a sudden, I, I rip open another present, and there's Spider. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't ask for Spider. How freaking awesome is it that Spider? You know. <laughs> Like uh, he got Boulder Hill and Spidor in one year. That's uh... <laughs> I did, <laughs> I did. But that's but what I'm I, saying. Like know, I also didn't get a huge I, other things. It I, was those were my. I I do the ones. same thing. I'd be like, oh that 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 box could be could be a sewer layer playset, and then it pick yeah. it up and it would go over to my sister. And I'm like, shit. Okay, that wasn't it. Um, let's hear what else. Ooh, that yeah. big. One. Nope, that's going. To, nope, that's over there. Damn it. Um... <laughs> Like, no, that would have turned me into a serial killer, probably. These are, these are the wrong size boxes coming to me, damn it. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden you get a couple of baseball cards. <laughs> Merry Christmas. What the crap is this? Yeah. Oh, you would not function as a, as a, uh, with siblings. No. No. No, I would have, I would have been horrible because, like, as a kid, I was very much like, if we're going to play He-Man, I was He-Man. If we were going to play, you know, like it, whatever it was, I had to be one of the leader. Oh, like Thundercats, I had to play Lionel because I, I was like, I'm the point guy. I know what's going on, and that was just how I was up until a certain age. And then I finally gave up, and I was like, I'll just play whoever is fun that I like instead of worrying about being that guy all the time. That was just like two weeks ago. Yeah. So. I, <laughs> last time we got together, you were very much yes. not that and I, 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 I actually, I hit you with the power sword, if yep. I remember yep. correctly. And I took you my don't toys. play it right! I took my toys and I went home. Exactly. Oh, speaking of going home, we are not going home tonight. We are going off-world. So, we want to thank everybody for tuning in with us tonight. As always, I'm Matthew Dooch here again with Sean Scavarna and Jesse Arnold for episode 7 of Legends of Grace Go Off World. 
in case you guys have missed the first six episodes, this is the podcast where we discuss anything and everything not He-Man and She-Ra related. Um, so yeah, that will be back next episode, but we just want to take a spin around the multiverse tonight. So we'll see what kind of trouble we can get into. Uh, but before that, how are we doing tonight, boys? I am yes, doing we- all right. I'm 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 pretty tired. It's been a busy week. Yes. Um, I got to guest guest star on a different show earlier this week, and then uh, free comic book day was today. Um, so yeah, it's just been it's a busy week. I was supposed to dog sit. And that kind of all fell apart because it's been raining so much. So it's been an up and down week, but uh, but it's good. I'm good. True. Tired but good. The rain has been messed up. And and tell us what this show is, Jesse. Let's do. Let's pump up some well, of these lesser known, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, uh, young and aspiring uh, shows out there. <laughs> so there's this uh, there's this young fellow named Jeremy Gerard who he he messes around with um, Jeremy Dewitt paints. <laughs> no, Jeremy Gerard. Oh, Gerard. Sir, Sir Gerard, if Sir you will, Gerard. of uh, of the Rhode Island Gerards. Um, the Rhode uh, Island, Maine. Yes, <laughs> that's near Maine. Yeah, yep. he's um, <laughs> he uh, uh, he has his show uh, Mythic Conversations on YouTube, and he does. Uh, it's all about customizing and doing stuff with the Mythic Legions, and eventually the Cosmic Legions when they come out from Four Horsemen Studios line of toys. And uh, I got to um, be his guest this week and talk about being a new, relatively new collector, diving into the line as a collector and getting into all the customizing and stuff. And it was a lot of fun just getting to talk and hang out and um, see the responses from people and and just kind of get more involved in the community um, there on his channel and over in the Legion's Cabal during the week, so... Absolutely, it's a it's a good it's a good, good show. Time. He's a he's a great guy too. He does so much officially and unofficially for the Four Horsemen. I have not watched it yet. I'm not going to lie. I did pop in that night. I couldn't stay on, and I have not <laughs> had a chance to watch it yet. But it is on my to do list. I will watch it. <laughs> so, um, but I won't lie to you because you'll probably ask me a question about it and be like, uh, yeah. I'm not going to quiz you because I'm probably my favorite part said. was the part where you said stuff and then you showed stuff and it was good. But <laughs> oh, okay, you did watch it. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> um, and free comic book day. I forgot about that today. Uh, it's been years since yeah. I partook. What, what was your pick of the pick of the free day? You know, um, I don't even, I didn't even read any of them yet. Usually we get a stack of the books and I'm only part time and I don't know if it was because we'd always get a stack, like monster stack of stuff because our guys would, the bosses would go in on everything. They didn't right. order as much this year because they weren't sure how turnout was going to be and what COVID was going to be like because we have to order this stuff Yeah, five, six months ago. Um, so I picked up the, the, the turtles one, the, Marvel, um, Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, or, uh, yeah, Eternals storyline that's going to be kicking off. Um, not because I have any interest, but it's, the art was cool on the cover. Yeah. And, um, Mar- Marvel, I think I picked up the Marvel voices cause I've enjoyed those voices. Um, like the little anthologies with, um, the creators all are part of a certain, um, 
community or uh, like they did an indigenous creators that was all, I think they called it heritage. So it was all, you know, indigenous peoples to America um, telling stories about those characters and stuff. So that was really cool. Um, I guess I haven't read them yet, but they look pretty cool. Very nice. Sean, you partake, you, did you partake in free comics today? No, I was not able to. Uh, Evie and I were bouncing around the multiverse this afternoon and uh, having some fun with that. And beyond that, uh, pretty much it, because it's been a really crappy, rainy day. Yeah. And uh, it's basically indoors most of the time. So, but yeah, nothing too crazy. Otherwise, uh, I did actually, I, I was there live when Jesse was on Mythic Conversations and uh, it is really crazy and cool to see, like, he joined around, you know, he started loving the line around the same time as you and I, it just all was this weird, you know, perfect storm yeah. of, you know, new fans coming in between the three of us and to see him moving into like a, like more of a customizer creator standpoint is really cool. So the fact that Jeremy had, uh, you know, had him come on and do this. It's like, you know, me thinking of him and I at eight years old in third grade meeting each other. And now I'm watching them on YouTube shows with people that are working with the four horsemen and part of the four horsemen. I'm just sitting there going, look at, look at my bud moving on up in this world. He's not slumming it with me. He's getting with the good people now. So that's great. Um, hey, they talked about your eyes. They well, that was Steve. Well, that's, actually, that one time he was saying Curtis, Steve, and, and Jeremy, and I yeah. are like right there. We're right there. So um, it's, it's just that's you have to talk about yeah. the eyes if you're talking about Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, it, that's pretty much been uh, the only other thing I could think of uh, from a pop culture perspective is I also heard today. Uh, for comic book fans, especially fans of comic book art, uh, unfortunately, we lost George Perez, yeah. who he was he was quite sick for quite a while, and he kind of had a bit of a farewell tour over the last year with a lot of the creators he worked with and stuff. And then I found out today, unfortunately, he is gone, and yeah. uh, that is that's a titan at, at this point, leaving us and his. His work speaks for itself. I grew up knowing a lot of his work through uh, DC Comics when I was young in the 80s and everything. Uh, and it left an impression on everybody, you know, from uh, little old me and all the way to people like Jim Lee, yep. who are, you know, monsters and masters in the field as well. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace and uh, George. So just wanted to say that real quick. Yeah, it's been tough. Him and Neil Adams within a week. Neil yes. Adams. Yeah, it's just yeah. been. Yeah, the end of April, of he, he left. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, Neil Adams, that, that guy, I grew up with his stuff on all sorts of things. He had Conan, Superman, Batman. Um, he did this, he did the, the uh, visuals for this record I had that not many people probably will remember, but it was a. It was a record book, and it was Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. But it was this whole weird version of them. Dracula was blonde, and the Wolfman was a woman and all this stuff, which I guess you could call it the werewolf, I guess. But that one one stuck with me. It freaked me out as a kid, but it was still awesome because his artwork 
just worked in that realm of horror slash, you know, like drama and adventure and everything. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, unfortunately, it's just kind of getting to that, to that age where, you know, I mean, the, these guys were, I mean, you do the math, it makes sense, but it just, it sucks losing all these guys one after another. But yeah, they were all adults when we were kids. So, I mean, yeah. Um, unfortunately we're just hitting that point in our lives, but that, I guess that's kind of, kind of at the same time, it's a call to action. Like you said, George, he did a farewell tour out there. It's like, Hey, if you guys want to meet these guys, want to see these guys, want to thank them for what they've done, like get out there, get to the cons, get to the, you know, life short, you know, we're only going to get so many chances anymore to, to, you know, to do it. So get out there. Within your means mm-hmm. and and meet everyone you can, in my opinion. Yeah, you well, won't regret it if you have the chance. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, get to one of our newer segments. Uh, let's take a look at the state of our stores. <laughs> I will start with I finally found a. Marvel Legends uh, black suit Spider Man. <laughs> uh, this is this is your white white whale lately. <laughs> it, it's one I I it's well we've had this conversation. It's like I I still don't know if twenty two ninety nine is the right price for Marvel Legends, but. I said if I if I ever saw it in the store, um, you know, I'd pick it up because it is, it is a good figure. I just wish it came with a few more accessories. Um, and I don't know if you guys have your phones on you, but I just sent you pictures. So I finally found a the black suit Spider Man at one of the local WalMarts that I've been servicing, and. Um, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the John Cena edition. It is yeah, just see me, huh? the card back. <laughs> there is no figure in it. And if you look, there is actually a very nice razor cut around three yeah. out of the four edges of the bubble. So this wasn't even a an error, a mispack, even an accidental thing. Someone very specifically... <laughs> and, professionally cut him out and took the figure. Needless to say, I did not buy just the card back. But it's one of those things, like, I have not found him, not found him, and it's like, alright, it's bad enough you beat me to him, but you couldn't even have the decency to pay for him. Like, mm-hmm. insult to injury. Well, it, it's it's multiverse Matt. Yeah. Your worst version of you went into the store and said, I'm not paying that money for it. You just cut it out and you just walk out of there like, this is how much it's worth. Oh, Boom, I'm done. That's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. I could, I could never even get up the balls to do something like that. You know what I mean? Nah. Like, and, and like that too. Like, like I said, like, okay, so you went in there like ready to go. You had your razor. You're like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know, just the, uh, it's it, it, it it's it's not just kids stealing a toy. You know what I mean? This is an adult collector. He went in. He said, "I want this. I'm not paying for it." You know. 
Sure. It's like you shouldn't be collecting. It, it's the same as the people that do the returns at Walmart and the figure yeah. in the box is not, the, you know, it's, it's that whole like, really? That was pretty ballsy too, as far as I was concerned. I didn't, so. I've seen a bunch of those on like Instagram and stuff, and I was yeah. never sure mm-hmm. if I believed them because it was just so ridiculous. Some of the packs, I still think some of them are, are manufactured. Like, yeah, oh, they sure. take something in with them that they've done just to, oh, look what I found. Yeah. But I did see that at a Walmart once. Um, they had that rack up front by the registers or like the damaged stuff that like nobody wants. They're like super clearanced. And there was a Marvel legend. I was like, Oh, I think that's one of the waves I was looking for, for a figure. And, um, I realized it, I don't even think it was a Marvel character. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, Oh, okay. So those do happen. Yeah. (laughs) Cause you know, the people who run customer service up front, most of them aren't going to know. No. Mm-hmm. As long as it's in there and it, you know, it it looks like it's somewhat stuck in that package, they're they're never gonna know. No, mm-hmm. no, they're not gonna look twice unless you happen to get one of us up there, you know. Yeah, and even even then, honestly, like, uh, <laughs> if they cause a scene, if they cause a scene and ask for a manager, the manager will be like, "Yeah, just take it." Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen like, a million times. That's not Wolverine, right? That's they, not Wolverine in that box, right? <laughs> oh, I don't care, man. Just, just get, just give them their money back. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, I had managers yeah. that would do that to me before I moved up to management at the grocery store. Like, you, you clearly ate the majority of that. Uh, no, I didn't. It came that way. No, it didn't. But that that manager on duty would be like, "Nope, just take it back." It's like, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> You're just a neighbor. I, I would, I would be like uh, in the movie Elf. If I had to give them the money back, and while I'm giving them their money, I'd be like, "You sit on a throne of lies. Yeah. <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese." Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, some people just have no shame. Um, <laughs> other than that, I I will say I have been seeing in my local stores a lot more Marvel Legends. The the most recent waves have been well stocked. Um, that's about all notable, really. Um, just noticing fuller toy aisles in general, um, which I think we talked a little bit last time about how I... I think a lot of it was delayed because you're seeing, especially, you know, I pay close attention to Master of the Universe stuff, and you're seeing lots of kind of the the earlier wave stuff. Like, we're getting a lot more Wind Raiders and, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that was supposed to come out a while, or did come out a while ago. Um, and it, it seems like the supply chain might be catching up, or we're just heading towards another delay, and this is just the stuff that was delayed the first time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is that weird surge where we're getting kind of the stuff that was delayed, and then yeah. I think it'll eventually catch up, but it's kind of like, here's a surge, and then it's going to it's gonna pull back and then surge again. Right. right, but it feels like all the stuff that, like, six months ago we were chasing down, like, man, I gotta find this, now is all, like readily available. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Transformers, the studio well, the, um, series. I've okay. seen a, a ton of those, too. Like, uh, um, uh, Rekgar and the Sweeps and, like, all that movie. Cup, Hot Rod. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you guys 
talk because that's another one I look at because I know you guys talked about getting all those months ago, but now mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's like a ton of them there. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of feels like this is like everything that kind of trickled out six months ago is now like, oh yeah, here's all that shipment that was missing, which would have made all this stuff easy to obtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish when I saw Rekdar at Target, I haven't seen him hardly at all, but uh, I saw him at Target everywhere one time. I go. And that was one time where I didn't have the cash to do it, and I wish I could have done it somehow because I, I never see him anymore. But I've seen sweeps, I've seen Hot Rod. Yeah, Rekdar and the sweeps I see everywhere. I just saw um, Coronation Starscream for the first time today. Um, yeah, I haven't seen him yet. But the the thing that gets me is, uh, it, like, okay, the one thing that I do like, and it's like an off thing from half the stuff that we talk about on Legends anyway, is the NECA Universal Monsters. That's one where I do really enjoy that because the sculpt detail, the paint, all that, it, it just yeah. works for me. And the other night I finally got to see the mummy and the wolfman on the shelves at Target, and that was... Nice. Again, didn't have the cash on me, but I, I just sat there salivating, looking at those figures and just taking in all those details. And But the, the one that gets me more than anything lately is I am still blown away by the fact that they made toys for the Batman. <laughs> because that is not a movie I would ever give a toy expecting a child to want to watch what this version is because that is not a version of Batman that I'd ever want a kid to sit through under the age of 10 to 12. You know, and by that point, the toys wouldn't matter because it's not really a thing. I get it's for collectors, but some of those toys are for kids. Well, I was just about to say, that's a little like weird. It doesn't (laughs) feel like a collector's line looking at them on the shelf. I mean, they're, they got the, Mm -mm. the, the the jumbo figures, whether ten mm-hmm. inches or whatever, and then they got the three and three quarters. It neither of those yeah. look like. I mean, I'm not saying collectors can't enjoy it, but they're not. They're not a Marvel Legends. They're not, you know, they're not a no. even a Masters Origins type thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and McFarlane's handling the collectible side for right. the people, you know, our age and stuff that are wanting to collect them that way. And, like, I just got to see that movie twice last weekend, and I'm just sitting there like, why would you even put this out there? That should just be the McFarlane line being its thing. I get that it's Batman, and I get that Batman is a cyclical yeah. thing, and there's always going to be Batman figures. But that that is, out of all the Batman movies I've ever seen, probably right next to The Dark Knight, that's one where I'm like, why would you even put that out there for kids? That doesn't make any sense. That, that was... I... I would love to talk about that one eventually on Offworld because that is a good one to talk about eventually. But yeah, that one I'm just, I, I, even before I saw the movie, I'm like, I don't get what they're doing with this, with that one in particular. Yeah. It made no sense to me, but it's out there. Yeah. And I think, I think we talked about this last time a little bit. It's, there's, there is a ton of merchandise out there too. My local Walmarts have, now obviously the aisle's full, but they've got the display in the center aisle and all. Like, there was a big push for the Batman stuff, and, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, what is it, a three-hour run? I still haven't actually watched it personally yet. That runtime is really daunting to me at this point. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's just like, it, 
definitely nothing in there has even felt like, I mean, Batman 89 or even Batman Returns felt, looking at the marketing for that, felt more kitty push than this one does. Mm-hmm. It is definitely an odd combination. Yeah, not one that I would, like I said, it definitely not for kids. So that, like Batman Returns, I know there was a big thing about that when when we were kids. But I mean, seriously, that one, <laughs> I remember there was like an Oprah episode or something where the, the kids were ranting and raving. About, They're using duckies and circus people to try to take us into these movies and then we're seeing death. And it's like, no, I, I think the Riddler kind of knocked the penguin out of the out of the top spot if that's what you were worried about kids I, sorry i want to know sorry. what that kid was what life he was living that those were the things that were going to entice him into a sewer <laughs> well he was written in a stephen king novel where yes. everything floats if he goes oh, into the right, sewer right. apparently penguin used in that movie would not have been things that would have enticed me to follow him exactly but the real penguins maybe but not yeah, the, the duck and the clowns. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I mean, to to this day, I have not actually seen Batman Returns. So there's really, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Jeez, but I do remember getting a Happy Meal toy. You know, from from that time, Penguin in the the uh, car and the front spins around or whatever and it must have been that oprah episode that you're talking about but i just remember my grandmother warning my mom to like not let me see that movie because she saw me playing Mm -hmm. with the with the mcdonald's toy i think it was jesse oh was it oh um no, I, I, just every so often, like, at, there's tons of movies like that that I remember growing up, especially, like, in the 80s, growing up in a, a, a you know, like, a, a conservative Christian home, like, it's weird the things I was allowed to watch and the things I wasn't, like, anything yeah. D&D was completely off the table, but He-Man and Star Wars were okay, um, but we always talked about, if there was something, usually, if there was something we, I, we weren't allowed to watch in our house, there was at least an explanation given, you know, like, well, we're not going to watch it because X, Y, Z. And yeah. even, you know, it's like, I wasn't supposed to see Roger Rabbit when that came out. Really? Yeah. Same here. Um, but oh, wow. my dad took me to see it because my parents were divorced. He took me to see it. <laughs> and then that next week, um, my mom had, uh, uh, one of the doctors at the chiropractic office she worked at, uh, like sit me down and talk to me about why I shouldn't see it. Meanwhile, like, I don't know, if I kept a straight face and right. he never realized that I had seen it, like I had already seen it by the time he talked to me about it. So, um, you know, I just played along. Like, so, okay. Yeah. that Yeah. What was it? Just Jessica. Was that, was that the crux of, of it or I think so. Okay. I mean, I wasn't, when that came out, I don't think I was old enough to where like that imagery was like registering to me. Right. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Well, that's that's a funny thing too. As kids, it's like, especially at the the age we first watched it, it's like most of that stuff just goes, you know, like 
oh, she's just supposed to be this this attractive character, and she she's not bad. She's just drawn that way. Like that's yeah. And that it's funny because that the it's especially in the the eighties, the nineties. It was the parents that were overthinking all this stuff. You know, we I mean we lived through the 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 video games are going to make you shoot up your school era. You know, like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are some individuals out there who struggle with with reality, but for the vast majority of us, we have no problem with that sort of thing. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely an odd time, and kind of the same thing. It's like my my parents had no idea what D and D was, but you know, Oprah said it was bad, or this article said that these kids were you know doing rituals in the woods, and it was because of D and D, like. It's it's a really weird time where, you know, it's that, it's that combination of limited media, or, you know, you just have certain types of media. You don't have access to all, everything, you know, and yeah. they just, they base all their opinions off an article or a interview or whatever. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah I wasn't, my mom didn't allow me to see that movie based on that line that you said about she's not bad she's drawn that way because my mom was not a fan of how busty she was and all of it was about sensuality and sexuality and she thought i was going to be getting the wrong thing from that but i just wanted to watch the cartoon characters running around the screen like the 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 old story that i love to tell people because it still to this day amuses me is I I got into uh, sword and sorcery like Conan stuff because yep. of He Man, so it, like that was my gateway drug. And then uh, oh, a few yeah. years later, I got to watch Conan the Destroyer, yep. which that one's the sequel to Conan the Barbarian. It's very much more of a watered down version of what that character would be. It's got more comedy, hardly. I don't think there's any nudity, mostly just you know action fighting yep. kind of stuff. So I I eventually was like, Mom, I really want to see Conan the Barbarian. That's the first one. I should I want really want to watch this. And and she she and I went to the video store. She's looking at the tape box. Yeah. And she can't find the rating. So she goes, Okay, I'll let you get it, but if I see anything that I disagree with, we're shutting it off. You don't get to watch the rest of it. And I'm like, Okay, because at that point I have no idea. Right. So we put it on first 15 20 minutes of the movie conan's wandering through the woods and there's this witch in a in a in like a hut and he goes in there and she's feeding him and all this other stuff she's kind of crawling around on the floor in these sexy ways and the next thing i know they're rolling around on the floor naked and i'm sitting there my mom's right there watching this and she dives my mother is not an athletic individual but she dives at the vcr Hit stop, yeah. hits rewind, hits eject yeah. when it's all done. She's like, we're done with this. And my argument was, well, I just want to see him kill people, mom. I don't care about the sex. Right. <laughs> I close my eyes. It's fine. <laughs> I love that she took the time. <laughs> I love that she took the time to rewind it and eject yeah, it. She did. Well, cause it's, like, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rental, Jesse. Yeah. Be kind. Rewind. rewind. I am not getting well, charged. Like, I'm not getting charged a fee. <laughs> and in my mind, that, like, if I ever saw something like that and needed to stop it, it would just be like, make it stop. So, like, turn the power off, hit a jack, right. whatever. But the fact that she took the time to stop it, rewind it while <laughs> while going through all that, like, yeah. in that mo, in that exact moment. <laughs> no, that- see your mom do. 
that uh, that yeah. takes me to the to the time period too, you know. Yeah, my mom would always you sure you were around the tapes because they would the video store would charge you a fee if yep. they opened yeah. it up and it wasn't rewound. It was these kids today they don't know how easy they got it. Nope, nope. Oh. We have responsibilities. We did. <laughs> God, Even if you were a geek, you had responsibilities. If you had a if you had a card for a membership card at a video store, I still remember that getting way off world here. But yeah, the first <laughs> DVD player we got that was the part that stuck with me. It was like I can just jump to a scene. Like the scene selection, like that, that was huge to me. That's, yeah. that's the part that, that and the fact that when you paused, there were no lines on the TV. You had the crystal clear. You remember you'd go back, you, you'd pause in a certain area wanting to pick out something on the screen, but you'd pause mm-hmm. it and there'd be lines there. So then you rewind it and you'd pause it again, trying to get the lines not to hit where you want to see. Yeah. God, I wouldn't even be able to explain this to my kids. Like, <laughs> no, you see, we stopped, we stopped the tape, and there were these lines on the screen. Wait, what? Dude. What was so, your TV so, broken? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and 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 for the love of God, don't even try to explain to them what it was like to try to watch uh, Cinemax when you didn't own it. Oh yes, <laughs> you were. Mm. You're like, I think I see. Wait, ooh. <laughs> And your mind. How would you explain that to your kids? <laughs> that's why I'm not going to do it. Number one. That's why. <laughs> no, that number was... two. That's going to show how old I am in only a couple more years <sighs> to them because it'll be so easy to find that stuff anyway. It already is. It is. Oh. No, yeah. But that... anyway, no, I agree. Growing... Talk about off-worlding. <laughs> Teenager growing up and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yep. for the, until yep. we got the digital box, there was no channel really blocked. You know where they just didn't exist. It was it mm. was there. The audio <laughs> was usually pretty good too, so you could you could hear what was going. <laughs> you at on. least knew what was happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're God. either having a tickling fest or <laughs> somebody cooked a real good dinner. Why are they wrestling? <laughs> Are they in church? Are they in church? She's screaming, "Oh God!" a lot. Why is she be- saying, "Oh God!" so often? God yeah. must be mad at her. She must be. She must be confessing to the priest. That is a very sweaty confessional. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> off world, off the books. What, off what are they doing? Are they pouring oh, holy water all over everything? There's lots of fluids. I can hear it. What's that slushy sound? There's a slushy. Oh, I think we killed Jesse. So uh, the state of my store is um, lots of uh, lots of Jurassic World Dominion stuff hitting the new Hammond collection. That stuff looks pretty cool. I I, I have not. Se- I don't think I've seen any new stuff. Um, <laughs> the Camp Cretaceous and stuff like that, and the, the stuff that's been out there. I haven't seen anything from specifically from the new movie that I've noticed, um, unless it just repacks stuff. Now, at our store, at least the Target up here by us, it's um, 
they had like the super colossal gigantosaurus, um, some of the new dinosaurs from the movie. They've got some of the new Hammond collection series, the new, um, the new more articulated collector line in three and three quarter scale. So more articulated gotcha. dinosaurs, more detail. I think I've seen the, uh, some other stuff, the, the Lex and Tim with the Raptor three pack in the kitchen scene, um, and some other stuff that's been new. And, uh, I've even started to see some of the Thor Love and Thunder. Um, yep, yep. Like the five POA, like the cheap ones in the new, oh. the new box, the new boxes that wow. um, don't have the windows. But like I said, it's like the five POA. It's not the the legend stuff yet. So right, right. No, I've I've seen the Legends wave. I think they had all of those uh, at my Walmart and all the Doctor Strange waves, but I haven't seen anything else yet. Um. That, that both those are going to be fun movies too. I'm looking forward to both of those. Wait, which ones? Huh? Thor, which movies? Thor and Jurassic World. Oh, Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. End of an era. End of an era. Maybe they'll make they'll make ten more, but it's it's yeah. se- well, it, it's set up to feel like the end of an era. Yeah, well, then it'll be um, Triassic World or Mesozoic World yeah. or something. I th- I think they probably will go reboot after this. I think the I I think this will be the end of our saga. I think if they, if, if they like... do anything after this, I think it'll be set. They'll they'll go back to the beginning. Um, maybe staying a little truer to the books this time. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see like a mini series, like a four to six episode mini series that plays up the horror aspect. Yeah, more following the book more, right? Closely, yeah, yeah. I lo- I do love that first movie, but the book, bu- yeah, the book has a completely different feel to it, especially especially yeah. Hammond's character. Um, Absolutely, that that he's completely different, and then. The second book is just, you know, like we weren't even following the same <laughs> path. Because well, yeah. <laughs> I remember reading about that back when that was coming out, that uh, Michael Crichton just kind of, like, I guess Spielberg, they were talking about making the next movie, and Michael yeah. Crichton was just like, well, here's, here's like the three points that I'm starting the story off with. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I'm like, well, yeah, because his, his, the books... The, the 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 teams in the books the book compared to the movie are so flip flopped. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It's it's completely different, and that's the funny thing, right? Because the Spielberg and the movie side like push Crichton to do the second book, and then they didn't even. They're like, no, we're going to do a second movie. You got to get a second book out. He got a second book out. And they're like, well, yeah, we're not doing that book. But thanks for getting it out. We we appreciate it. <laughs> it's like okay. Oh. oh, good times. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good stay of the store. Um, real quick here, plugging uh, another friend of the show. If you guys haven't yet... Um, Check out Rob McCallum's. He's got a Kickstarter right now for his action figure adventure season two. Um, 
they go visit lots of toy stores in that. It's, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen season one, but basically it's Rob following his buddy Jay Bartlett. They travel, in season one they traveled around, uh, Canada in the U.S. I assume season two will be just Canada based on everything that's happened, but, um, but basically Jay goes out, finds rare toys, hard, or what, you know, mainly vintage toys, whatever, sets up this big auction to benefit the, uh, uh, children's, oh, I'm gonna mess up the name of it, but basically, uh, uh, Children's Hospital Foundation. Um, so all, he goes around collecting all these vintage, rare, desirable toys, auction them all off, and all profits go, go to sick kids. So it's a really good, uh, it's a really good, uh, I think of the word I want. Cause. Yeah, really good cause. And, and they're a lot of fun. You can see season one was available on Prime Video, last I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out if you haven't. And like I said, his Kickstarter is going on right now for season two, um, just to help with the production costs and you can get some cool benefits in there, DVDs, Blu-rays, um, on and up, depending on how much you want to you want to put in there, but, uh, links down below, check that out and give it a, give it a, give it a like, or even just share it around if you can't financially support it, but they're good guys, good cause, and, and Rob puts on amazing, uh, work, so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also friends of the show, if I understood right, uh, Steve Bashotti and Jeremy DeWitt are actually going to be in this one. They get to show off their collections and talk some shop with Rob. So on top of that, there you go. That's the, the toy community that are podcasting right now. They are a part of this, which is pretty fun. Yeah. And well, Jeremy, Jeremy did all the artwork for season one and season two. Yes. So he did. Um, yeah, it also has, uh, Motu Joe and justice Curry are a big part of it. Um, and then, like I said, they, they have all these toy stores that they go to. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So good guys all around. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into our topic for tonight. So tonight we are diving deep along with Dr. Strange into the multiverse of madness. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So before we get into spoilers, and we will, um, I guess, what was your guys' feelings going into this? And how much connection do you guys have to... um, So basically going into it, we knew Doctor Strange, obviously his name's in the title... Um, we knew he was going to join up with Scarlet Witch. Um, and then I think America Chavez is kind of the third big character we knew going into this. Um, so basically what do you guys think going into this movie and what kind of a connection did you have to kind of those three main characters before this movie? Dr. Strange, uh, he's one of those characters that 
I like him and I, uh, he's not like my favorite in the movies or whatever, but I, I like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing him. That was a great choice for the actor. Uh, and I liked the first movie for the most part. It wasn't, it was more of a mid range Marvel movie for me than, you know, like one that I go back to constantly. But with this one, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised in a lot of ways today watching this. And my daughter loves both of those characters. So it was kind of a big deal for both of us to get to watch this. She loves Scarlet Witch. That's one of her absolute favorite characters in the Marvel movies. I like her. I grew to like her even more in WandaVision. And I like to yep. see how that show is like a pivot point to make her character what it is in this movie and, and mean more for this movie too. And what about uh, America? Did you have anything about America before this? To be honest, like I, I read Young Avengers, but she wasn't in Young Avengers when I was reading it, and I kind of fell off. So I know of the character just based on her name. I didn't know her power set. I just kind of went in there with her, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's her power. That's what she can do. Okay. And I, by the end of the movie, I actually was charmed over by her. I thought she wasn't a bad character. So, yeah. All right, and Jesse, how about you? What did you? What was your feelings before the movie came out? Um, Doctor Strange is a character I've not read a lot of the comics um, prior to or outside of the movie. So I think I read the Jason Aaron series a couple years ago. It came out, I think, before the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It was more of in anticipation of getting to know this character, at least a version of him, before seeing the movie. You know, right. just kind of um, like Sean. I, I enjoyed the first one. I probably go back to it a little more often, um, just because I like the the magic and just how weird it was. I felt it was one of the first movies Marvel did that like was really kind of pushing no pun intended, like the strangeness that sure. the, the Marvel universe has. Um, and I thought that was really cool seeing some of this stuff. I think great cast in that first one. So I, I was really looking forward to this. I really liked what he did in infinity war and in no way home. And, uh, so yeah, I was pumped. I, with these movies, I've, I've tried to not follow the, like the internet hype where everybody's speculate. Like I see it, but I try not to let it yeah. affect my, anticipation one way than it beyond what the studio gives us officially. Um, so yeah, yeah, I heard, you know, speculations about cameos and all this stuff, and I'm not going to say any of it now, right. um, you know, going into it and America Chavez, I knew of her. Um, I think I've read some stuff with her over the years. Uh, so I was slightly familiar with her going into it. So I was excited to see a new younger character. Cause I like how they're setting up, these younger characters yes. uh, in, in all the movies. Um, and then uh, Scarlet, Witch is probably the one I have the most attachment to um, outside of the movies, um, you know, being in the comics, you know, at least up until a while ago, the, the daughter of Magneto and all that stuff in the comics being part of the mutants and the X-Men and, you know, all of that stuff. Right. So she's the one I was most attached to, and I've really enjoyed her story through, like like Sean said, through the um, 
through Age of Ultron and, you know, all the other movies and the, the WandaVision and everything, I think it was really great. So I, I was pretty excited for this movie, um, you know, especially the uh, build up coming off of No Way Home and what that did and, you know, what the springboard that and all the, the Disney Plus shows set up. Um, yeah, so I, I was really excited going into this movie. No, I, uh, like, like most of you, yeah, I was, I, w- I was pumped for this movie. I, and not so much for Doctor Strange, honestly, uh, same as you guys, that's not a character that's held a lot of, uh, a lot of interest for me over the years. I've seen him here and there and everything else, but I've never followed him specifically, um, but this kind of felt like the the first big movie of of this current phase to me. I mean, yeah, we had Shang-Chi and Eternals, which I'll watch someday, maybe. Um, but like this was the first movie and and yes, we had we had um No Way Home, but even that kind of felt like the last movie of, you know, well, it was the last movie of the first Spider-Man trilogy. So yeah, this this just kind of felt like the big uh, the big push to me. And uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, I didn't have much connection to him. Um, I've seen the first movie; it didn't leave too big of an impression on me. For me, my excitement all came because this, like I said, it kind of feel it, it felt to me like it was going to set up the direction that the this new phase is going and it kind of felt like it was going to culminate from the Disney plus shows. You know, we've got Wanda's next steps. We've got the multiverse, which we know was opened up and explored a lot in Loki. Um, and so it's like, okay, this is, so this kind of felt like the, especially knowing, I don't know if we ever heard about Loki, but they said WandaVision will not get a season two. You know, and so this kind of felt like, okay, this is going to be the wrap-up. Because that was definitely left on a, a cliffhanger. I think Loki has said it's going to get another season now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, it just, this kind of felt like the movie, right? The movie to set the course for the next uh, saga. So that's that's what got me really pumped to see it. And... I really stayed, like Jesse, I stayed away from a lot of spoilers there. Um, there, I didn't see any of the speculation about, you know, cameos or whatever. I never even saw that second trailer that dropped. Um, I know there was the scene that came out with him versus the, uh, that one-eyed monster, I can't think of his name right now. Um... You know, they released that early, that early mm-hmm. scene. Um, I didn't watch it. I, I saw it, you know, the, the video, but I never actually watched it. So I, I went in not knowing a lot in America Chavez. That, I don't even think that name ring a bell. Like, I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the toy in the, the Doctor Strange Marvel Legends wave. She comes with the torso mm-hmm. of the bull guy. Like that's that was that was about my knowledge of her. So, so that was really interesting going in with that because like I she's a blank slate. I don't even know what her powers are even supposed to be. So, mm-hmm. as we get into it here, um, it'll be curious to, to find out how close that was. So, but yeah. 
Um, anyone else have anything they want to say in the spoiler-free territory before we jump on in? I'll save it for when we get into the spoilers. It's it would be spoiler free, but I'll I'll save it for that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you have not seen Multiverse of Madness yet, this is the point where you want to stop it. Go get your tickets, get your popcorn, watch the movie, come back and join us. Um, we'll wait for you. <laughs> All right. So here on out, spoilers. Everything's wide open. Um, yeah, who, uh, who wants to kick it off here? Throw, uh, we're going to keep it real fast and loose here. Throw something out here and we'll, we'll pick it apart. Um, I'll say something this to segue from what I started to say before we went into the spoilers. Yeah. Um, I was nervous when they announced Sam Raimi was directing it. Um, okay. I don't necessarily think Sam Raimi is a bad director. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a huge fan of his style, especially in the Marvel movies. Um, I know that's blasphemy to a lot of people who love the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Um, but yeah, so that was a thing I was a little bit nervous about going into it. Um, and uh, my, But I was like, you know what? It's Marvel. They haven't let me down yet. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right. Not dwell on that, and let's just see what happens. I will. Um, I will say, I, I thought that the 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 style fit very well, personally. Um, but I did feel that there were a lot of scenes that were shot for 3D. Like you just kind of get that yes. that that feeling where it's like, oh, this is, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't do 3D movies. I I don't know if it's because I wear glasses already, but like the it, I've never been impressed with a 3D movie. Um, sitting there with those the extra glasses on, and like I said, I don't know if my my own glasses negate it. Maybe non glass wearers. Maybe it works better for them. I don't. I don't know. What are your guys' feelings on three D movies? Because for me, they just don't do. It's kind of like, oh, I kind of get what's going on there, but I know some people are like, oh my god, it's like it's coming right at me. Like I never get that feeling watching a three D movie. But there are those scenes I look at. And I'm like, oh yeah, that that scene was shot just for the three D. The only three D movie I like that's not a full on animated movie, and depending on how technically you want to get it's largely an animated movie um for me is avatar okay yeah i like, never saw, I that, saw that in imax in 3d for my first viewing of it and that movie blew me away um but we don't have to segue into that but 3d i do like seeing like cgi animated movies in 3d i feel those lend yeah to that much better than the live action stuff that's either shot in 3 or 3D or converted I, I yeah it just it feels like because it's animated it, it works better right um, i can see that so i did not see this in 3D i did see it in IMAX um but yeah there was definitely a couple times where i was just like this should have been a 3 like this is a 3D moment right that's and, what i'm like, saying i don't yeah. like 
when I clock that, oh, this was supposed to be a 3D shot. Yeah. Sean? Yeah, for for me, um, the the one movie where I was really happy to see it in 3D was Tron Legacy. I saw that in a 3D IMAX. Oh, okay. That could be good. And that was one, if I remember right, that was one where they actually gave you a warning to put your glasses on because the beginning of the movie was just 2D. Yeah. But then once he got imported into the into the computer, then pop your glasses on, all of a sudden everything got, like you felt you were in with him. That was the best experience. And, and like, I mean, the very beginning of this movie, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Like you have all that stuff flying at you. And it's like, yeah, this, this, I, this would have been fun in 3d maybe if I would have seen it that way, but I did not. So yeah, eh, it's okay. Yeah. No, I'm like, I like that. It's not, it's not a huge complaint, but yeah, I definitely, I don't like it either when I'm sending like, and that's the 3d scene. That's the 3d mm-hmm. scene. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. We'll say at least they didn't have the thing that Disney was doing in all of their movies when they started doing 3D where someone throws like a scroll at the audience and the yeah. scroll like unfurls at you because they did that in a Narnia movie. They did that in one of the the right. Alice movies and there was something yeah. else. It's just like, stop throwing scrolls at us. It- <laughs> <laughs> um, or the, uh, uh, I, 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 <laughs> Real quick here, I know I know I've tangented so much tonight, but you got did you guys no. watch TGIF during the nineties? Yeah, yeah. Boy Meets World, Home Improvement. I don't know if it's yep. Home. I know Home Improvement did Family it. Matters. Maybe it wasn't just TGIF. Maybe it was like a week, but I remember I remember there was like a week they did yeah. the three D shows. It had to been a week because I remember Home Improvement, Home Improvement specifically doing mm-hmm. it where. Was it like a Seven Eleven? Like there was somewhere you went and you got yeah. the glasses, and then that week all your primetime shows were in 3D. And I just remember Home Improvement, Tim and Al on the Tool Time set, and they've got a two by four, and they're just going like this towards yep, the screen, like yep. whoa, oh, oh, and that's like <laughs> that's where I go back to whenever I clock <laughs> those scenes. Right, it's like oh, it's Tim and Al literally shoving a two yeah. by four in yeah. our face. Like that's that's kind of my uh, my go to mm-hmm. there for for like oh, this is just so overly three D. Yeah, I have no memory of that. No, uh, I that, do remember that. That was a bit. That yeah. was after that was after Pamela Anderson left the show. Probably, yeah. I talk about a jip, man. I'm telling you, but <laughs> um, now I want to piggyback on what Jesse said because actually, I thought you were going to piggyback on Pamela Anderson. I oh. have the other, oh. the other oh. nice idea as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I uh, think this is that my wife is going to kill me. Uh, what was the what was the splooge there? Like you made a wet sound with that. <laughs> I just said three D. You no, you did. Um, I'm sorry, you did. Up. <laughs> we all know what you were anyway. 3Ding. <laughs> what is happening right now? Multiverse. Of, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so the Sam Raimi thing. I, I got to admit, in the beginning of the movie in particular, I really felt that Spider-Man vibe of like when he went to the music concert the the world unity festival in the first movie or in the third one when you have all the crowd reactions to the fact that venom has mj 
ca- you know, trapped in yeah. the taxi, dangling, and all. And they, they, he always does that crowd reaction, zooming in on people and all that kind of stuff. And that, for me, in a Marvel movie, and even in Spider Man, it drove me crazy. It's not. I hate when they zoom in on people with expression. I that just drives me up the wall. It's his way of doing it, yeah. and I get that it's a stylistic choice, just like in every Chris Nolan preview, there's always going to be, or something. Right. You know, It's always going to have that feel, but in his case, it is like, it, it's, it doesn't age well in my, my viewing enjoyment, usually. Like, I can't go back to those first Spider-Man movies and have the same excitement, because that does make me feel like it's a dated thing and when you have that whole fight with the tentacle monster in the beginning of it and and Doctor Strange fighting and they do that it's very verbatim Sam Raimi in that moment Um, and there was some stuff throughout the movie but that was the part that really really made you go hey Sam Raimi is directing this other than Bruce Campbell later on being in it Um, and, and I I was a mixed emotion about that myself because uh, I he handles the horror really well and there's definitely yes. the rainy horror vibe in a lot of this too but I like that vibe over the crowd reaction vibe that he always does in these movies that I always feel the people that he focuses in on usually are people where I'm like I can tell you put this person in there and this might be a relative of yours but they're in this shot, and now I have to believe they're in this situation, but they're not as good of an actor as everybody <laughs> else that we're watching right now. Because that lady, there's a lady pushing a stro- uh, her uh, stroller with a baby in this one. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, that could have been something out of Spider-Man. And and yeah. I don't like those moments. It's just, it, it takes me out of it to make me go, okay, that was his niece, I bet, or that was his granddaughter, maybe. You know, something. It just, it... It, it, the, like the when Spider-Man saves the kids in, in this in what was it Spider-Man Two when he's trying to deliver the pizzas, I think those are relatives of his if I remember right. And it's like yeah, both of those kids did not emote; they were just oh, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like oh, great, thanks, kids, good job. Yeah. So nope, I agree. I th- I think mm. I think he was needed for for the trippiness for the horror aspect. But yeah, there and there's definitely similarities to his Spider-Man work. Over overall, mm-hmm. it di- it didn't bug me too much. Um, I because I think I think for the majority of the movie, the tone was where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. See, I I I disagree. Fair enough. This is that, the best that... episode ever because this <laughs> is what this is what I've been waiting on. <laughs> the the um. The Sam Raiminess uh, that Sean was just describing in that that fight in New York City with the monster, and you know, uh, you know, discovering America in our reality and everything, yeah. or that movie's reality, like the way she lands on the ledge, and yeah, the the lady with the stroller, and just the the reactions, and so much of that just immediately started to like push me out of the movie. Because it didn't feel like anything we'd seen in an MCU movie to this point, um, and they it just kept compounding for me as as it went along. There were parts that I thought were really cool, and the, and we talk about the horror elements. I feel like the horror elements 
which is what I was hopeful that that, yeah. that, that the Raimi aspect would come out and be more what this movie is. When I first saw the trailer and they're the name of the movie and that I think they switched directors. Um, it, it, it was supposed to be the first movie's director and then he left it yeah. okay. and then they got Raimi on board. And um, I, I like the first director. I can't remember their name at the moment, but I enjoyed his style for the first movie. So I was excited for that. And they're like, oh, Raimi? Okay, he's done the Evil Dead movies, which I don't really care for. But like they're hor- horror-based and, excuse me. So I was like, all right, maybe he'll do a good job with this. It's a Marvel movie. You know, there's going to be some oversight from the studio to keep it within a certain yeah. presentation style. And I feel like they let him have too much. Like, I know you get a director like Sam Raimi for his unique style. And it, like the zoom ins, like during the horror moments, totally undercut all the horror moments for me. Um, like I, like I was almost laughing at certain points um, when I was supposed to feel scared. <laughs> um, I mean, not scared, scared, yeah. but like, you know, fear was the, the element in the moment. I just, yeah. I didn't notice it that much no. later through the movie. I noticed it more in the New York, right. the, the, the fight sequence. The rest of it, there were definitely moments where it had like an Evil Dead vibe in some of the some of the later stuff, especially like with uh, Wanda when she was chasing after them and she's like staggering and she's oh, all bloody sure, yeah. faced and everything. It's like there's definitely those vibes, but that stuff, I, like, it, I, I it, it was really weird because it's like they let him they let him get all that out of his system at the beginning. For me, yeah. at least, they get, they let it get it all out of the system in that sequence. Then, throughout the rest of the movie, I felt like it was actually him being more cognizant of what needed to be in a Marvel movie this time because it wasn't just a Spider-Man by Sony movie uh, where he could just put his his yeah. uh, name all over it, his style all over it, the way it was. Yeah, once it once it got going, I felt the same way. It's kind of, but I, I also felt that that was intentional almost um, because it does feel like basically after he visits Wanda, like everything just starts moving, and then you're like, for me too, it's like uh, then you're not getting the yes, the fight at the beginning was a slower paced fight, which I know some people are having issues with, but it felt more like. More normal. And I guess that's probably why the opening, you know, New York, our reality didn't bother me was because, yes, it's not anything we've seen in an MCU movie, but yeah, it felt like Toby's Spider-Man movies. So that's probably Mm -hmm. why it didn't bug me because it still felt like home in a way. You know what I mean? So, what? because I've watched those movies a ton of times. I mean, one and two, not three. No one's watched three <laughs> a ton of times, but um, but yeah, it, it just it it it's like I clocked that it felt different, but at the same time, it, it felt it felt normal as well. So, um, but yeah, once, once but once once he visits Wanda and shit shit hits the fan, it's like then we're just through the multiverse. 
there, there's one other moment that I noticed where I, I had that, like, it, it was like a cringe moment. And I don't like this in general. I'm not just pointing at Raimi as being that guy doing it. It's in general. I've seen it in other movies where, uh, when, when Wanda's attacking, um, uh, oh, what the hell's the name? Uh, I, I, thank you. I, I, the names of these things are going to be blowing my mind trying yes. to even remember them at this point. When she's attacking, uh, that and, and, um, you have <laughs> all of the sorcerers, yeah. uh, you know, doing the defenses and everything. And you have the one part where they get the cannon out, they take a shot at her, and then Wong is like, yes! Or whatever. And I'm like, I don't need that. Why do we need a reaction from anybody? This is a, this is a moment where they're literally under attack from a hostile being. Yep. And we're, we're taking time out of the movie runtime to even do a two second reaction of Wong being excited. And I'm like, why? You didn't need it. it, it it's another, it, it's, it's something that I feel Raimi loves to do, and I've seen it other directors do it as well. And I don't like it anyway, one way or the other. That's just one of those, it makes me cringe every time because you don't need a reaction to every little thing that happens in a movie. You can just let it play out naturally. Well, especially, especially in things like that, because as an audience member in that moment, I know that didn't take her out. Yeah. Like yeah. it, no one believed it. it, it it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Once they got to Wanda, and that that turn happened, yeah, let's like let's... it. It it pushed me further out of the movie. Like every everything that kept happening in this movie kept pushing me further and further out of it. To where halfway through the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, I want this to be over. And it's this is the first MCU official MCU movie that I have wanted to be over while I was watching it. Wow. <laughs> so so let's let's talk about that turn because I definitely didn't see that coming. Um, so yeah, as uh, you know, and there's been lots of speculation over who the big bad in this movie was going to be, um, and I I've seen lots of speculation on that point. And I don't, if there was speculation that it was going to be Wanda, I, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't much or it didn't stick with me. Cause I, that took me by surprise that she was the antagonist in this. Same. Uh, and, and the thing that got me was, I, okay. So last, in the last couple of days, Jesse saw the, saw it on Thursday and I know last night, we were messaging and he's like, I just want you to be aware. Cause I know how Evan feels about Scarlet witch. You need to at least be aware of some stuff. So I went on Wikipedia and I spoiled the movie for myself because I didn't know if she yeah. was going to react well. And I, I ended up reading it and I'm like, I think, I think she'll be okay, but I don't know. And when that turn happened, even in the movie, I'm just there like, I wonder how she's taking it. And she actually said to me at one point, she goes, she goes, I understand why she do this though. And I'm like, yeah. really? And she, she's like, yeah, we watched the WandaVision and, and I could completely get why she would feel this angry and she'd want to do what she's doing right now. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I was very shocked by that because I thought she was going to want to leave the theater once this stuff started happening. Yeah. I and no, and I liked, I, I personally I, was like, that is a heck of a cool thing to do in this kind of a movie because 
she's a great character in the comics. She she can go dark or she could be a hero. It it all depends on where her mood is and and she is a mm. character that scares other other heroes because it depends what her mood is. She could definitely do some damage. Yep. And and to let them go there in this movie and and let that play out as her being the villain basically. I actually gave, I actually applauded that because they let you have her going through the mourning process and dealing with all of the stuff from Vision dying and yep. then on top of that her kids going away in WandaVision. And here we are seeing the other side of that. And I actually was like, I'm glad that they didn't pull their punches with this movie. I'm actually glad that they let her have this now that she's grieved and she's, you know, I found a way to fix why I'm grieving. I'm going to do everything in my power to do this because I want to, I want to be with my kids again. Okay. Yeah. For me, it was kind of the same thing. It took me, it took me by surprise, but then at the same time, it's like, well, but this is also the Scarlet Witch that I first remember. Honestly, when mm-hmm. she came out in Age of Ultron and basically by the end of it was considered a hero, that took me by surprise. And that's when I took a little bit deeper look into her history and found out, oh, no, she has actually jumped back and forth a bit. Mm-hmm. She's played with hero before... Age of Ultron, the Scarlet Witch that I'd always ran into had always just been a villain. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, they they got her into, like Sean said, into a place that's more comic accurate. And let's let's not just uh, discard the 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 Darkhold either, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. feel if she hadn't, I, I I think that influenced her. Because I'm sure, I'm sure there are some people that are upset because at the end of WandaVision, um, it felt like maybe she'd made peace with everything. I think she, well, she'd made peace with Vision's death, um, but obviously from that end credit scene, you know, Billy and Tommy were still on her mind. And so mm-hmm. then once you get that, that, uh, the Darkhold into it, and it starts influencing her, and you know, I mean, as well. I, I want to hold the, the end for our last thing, but like that Darkhold has some serious implications. I mean, we even see it with one of the alternate Doctor Stranges that used the mm-hmm. Darkhold. You know, he's he's messed up. You know, in in yeah. the Incursion universe, so. It's it's one of those things. It's like it's like okay, so maybe if she hadn't used that book, it hadn't turned. It wouldn't turn out this bad. But um, but either way, here we are. And I honestly, I, I I liked it. I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a good turn. I thought and it and it was. It's, I always like when these movies can surprise me because I mean I think we all we all thought it was going to be you know. Um, Dormammu or, um, oh, who's their devil guy? Mephisto. Like, those are, I think that's kind of, kind of where everyone was just like, well, that's an easy, maybe King, maybe he's got something, you know, with it being multiversal and how Loki ended. Like, I think those were kind of the big ones that's like, any of these guys would be easy to plug and play into this. But at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, it really was like, 
Um, you know, taking Scarlet Witch and and really finishing exploring her her messed up psyche. I mean, she's had a messed up life in this universe. Um, in most mm-hmm. universes, she has, and uh, and that's terrible power mixed with that that dark tome of evil magic. Um, and this has her hunting down America to steal her powers. Jesse, I know and you've been holding it this whole time. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> let it out. Let it out. That's Dude. that's part of my big problem with it is because I have no problem with her being the villain conceptually because I know that's happened in the comics. I thought this was going to be a building step to her becoming a villain if they were going to go that route. But like the whole WandaVision series, I felt like, uh, to be honest, I thought that was her villain turn in WandaVision. Like an unintentional enslaving of that town and all of that stuff. Um, grieving the loss of vision instead of uh, her kids. Like she was in the comics that, that created the uh, yeah. House of M universe and everything. So I thought they were kind of tweaking it that way and that in some of the trailers I saw, there was like the, her, the two versions of her looking at each other, like the, the suburban mom version and the, the Scarlet Witch yeah. um, stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe there's a dark version of her in one of the multiverses. So that's, I thought it was going to be another Wanda right. that was the bad thing. Um, and the thing that bugged me about it was that you get there and Dr. Strange says, thing, oh, this, when he pulls down the apple blossoms, and he's, he's like, oh, this feels, or this smells, and she's like, like apples? He's like, real. Yeah. And then she convinces him it's, it is real and that it's normal. And then a couple seconds later, she's like, oh, it was so hard to lie. She just drops the illusion and it's this like hellscape. Yeah. And I'm like, that where did awesome. this come from? Like, visually it was cool, but like, it didn't, it didn't track for me that where she was at the end of WandaVision led her to this, even with the dark hole. Like, I feel like we should have followed her progression to get that. Um, I just felt it, it, yeah, I, I didn't like that. I felt that that really undermined all the emotional damage and growth and everything. She had that beautiful moment with vision at the end of WandaVision. Now, granted, yes, she was messing with the dark hold and looking for her kids, but I thought that was just going to make her make some, some questionable choices regarding multiversal stuff. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, I mean, murdering hundreds of people. <laughs> well, or at least dozens, at least dozens of people. Yeah. The, I, the f- well, technically she only wanted to murder one person. I mean, if, and that's, I mean, it's a, kind of that classic villain mentality, but it is like, well, if you guys would just let me have America, like, that that's one person. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's, I think it's that flawed villain logic of like, well, you keep getting in my way, so, or these different strangers keep getting in my way. Um, yeah. But I think the thing, uh, I actually really like that scene where she drops the... Uh, well, I think the thing is, like, you're thinking of that field as an illusion, but remember, Wanda's powers are actually, uh, you know, she manipulates reality. She yeah. changes yeah. it. So it was real 
as long as she was holding it there. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, I thought that was just a show of, like, look how powerful I've gotten. You know, yes, they didn't have the time to show. Yes, there's a whole lot of stuff for her personally that happens between end of WandaVision and beginning of this, and they didn't have time to show it all. But, you know, I thought that was kind of like showing, look, this is where my powers are now. Whereas I struggled in Westview to keep all that under control. Now with the Darkhold... I can manipulate this entire area, you know, to the point where it is real. I get. I, I just feel like it tipped the hat too soon. Like if they would have held back, even at least until the next scene at Comertage, where they're getting invaded by that mist. Which why wasn't that mist red? Like why did why you know? It's like we knew it was her coming because she told us she was coming. Oh yeah, I, I don't like think that they was in played the, that up yeah. to where she, Doctor Strange, goes to for her for help, and you know she tries to she tri- you know they played the sympathetic thing. She's like, "Well, have you thought about maybe giving her up?" You know, and they argue about it, and she's like, "All right, I'll see what I can do." And then you get to that next scene, and she's like, "But be prepared, you know, if they probably know you're there, and then you find out it's her." Like that would have been more shocking and more impressive that she's the one attacking these people. Um, I don't know. It just. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and because she had those kids for five days. And she was well, with Vision for years. Well. I'm not a parent. I know I, I can't make that. But, like, she did not have a full life with these kids. Well, um, right, but that's what she's chasing. Yeah. And and, and there's, I mean, the the... They've gone into it on WandaVision and even in the mo- in this movie. The woman is her life is nothing but loss, right? And no matter what she does, she loses things constantly. And it, the, you know, and I, I actually really like that one line where uh, when when Strange is doing the whole ki- your kids weren't real; they were magic. They were created by magic. She's like, that's what mothers do. And I was like, oh, like that was right. such a mama bear mother kind of a way of like leveling him about he's, he's just looking at it from, well, they they aren't supposed to be real. They're a spell. Right. And to her, it's like, it's, you know, to her in in her own mind, it's like, well, that's, isn't that basically what it's like to have your own child? And they always talk about the beauty of this and the motherhood and parenthood. And I'm not trying to throw it in your face because you're not a parent. I'm just saying there is a certain bond she would have to those kids even after five days. I mean, she five days to them and everything. Five days, (laughs) but she went from birth to... Like probably about 10, 12? Teens. Yeah. yeah. Close to teenagers. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, technically it was five days, but with the manipulating reality and the sick, like, you know, that that's a good half of life. And I, I can't imagine losing a child at any age in the hole that that would leave, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, no, of course And not. then to find out, hey, there's a universe out there where Billy and Tommy actually exist. Mm-hmm. How do I get there? And I think that's it, right? It, it all starts with good intentions. It all starts with that, okay, 
billion to I found this uni- this universe in the multiverse where they're real. How do I get there? And unfortunately, it all just kind of snowballs for her from there. And and she she's she's not mentally right. I mean, that's WandaVision definitely portrayed her as as you know you sympathize with her in WandaVision, but she's not yeah. fixed by the end of it. She is damaged. I mean, like yeah. Sean said, her whole life is lost. And she's trying to just... Because then, you know, like they point out later in the movie, why don't you just ask America to send you there? Well, but then what ha- What happens if I lose them again? What if I go to that universe and, you know, one of them gets sick? How do I get, how do I get to the next universe? Or how do I find the cure? Or how do I... Like, her mind is not even thinking, like, just... How do I get there? It's how do I get there, and how do I ensure that I never lose them again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not something you can ensure. You know what I mean? Like it's, but that's where she's at. She is so tired of losing everything that she's like, not only am I going to get to them, find them, but I'm going to make sure that there is no way that I have to stay lost from them again. And that's you and- know. That's that's her her, her I just, mind. Uh, it's it, it's it's messed up. I just up, don't but. buy that jump from WandaVision to the it, that that just doesn't track for me because like the whole show was the loss and her coming to terms with it just to do it all again, but even in a worse way, especially like immediately with no build to it. That that just that just didn't work for me. Well, okay. The the thing with the ending of WandaVision that that. The fact that she was even looking at that book showed that there was definitely, like, that was already set. Right. That was in her mind. I can do something. It might be, you know, an unholy version of this, but I'm going to use anything in my, po- in my power and in, in, at my disposal to figure this out again. Because now she's had a taste of that life. And the minute that you hear them, you know, mom, at, at the end of WandaVision, and she snaps out of it, and then it's like, mama bear mode just kicked in. And yep. the the fact that when we see her there, I, I kind of liked how that turn worked. I liked that it was, it was a personal thing between her and Strange there. Mm-hmm. And I like that the two of them haven't shared a lot of screen time. So the fact that she she let that guard down right there... And it was basically a declaration of just try and stop me. I'm already doing this. And he looked at it and, and it was like, what are you doing? Like, this is, you're, you're going to levels you don't need to do. Your children were never alive to begin with. They were just magic. Yeah. And I love that to her, it's like, I'll do whatever it takes because I know how that felt from, you know, however long she was at Westview or whatever. And, I like that so much going into this movie because that was all I needed to go. Yeah, I had a feeling she wasn't going to be it going in the right direction when WandaVision ended and that whole end scene hit. Because when you're dealing with that kind of stuff and they're saying it's the book of the damned and all that, it's like, that's not good. Why is she reading this? And then when when they had that and that way, it's like, she's been doing this. It makes sense. It it tracked for me at least. And the only difference though was her uh, her letting the illusion down and you see where she was it was the 
oh shit, how long has she been doing this? Because now we're in a whole different level of crazy compared to her taking over a town. Now we're taught we're seeing like you know scorched earth policy with magic of what she's doing with this, and this is not a good idea. No, and I I, I agree too. I I think that that moment had to happen that way. Like I like when when just a simple like I know it's a cliche, but she's like, you know, well, why don't you bring America here? And Strange kind of holds back, and she keeps talking for a little bit, and then she just stops and she goes, "You never told me her name, did you?" Yeah. I don't know. Like, yes, it's a cliche and everything else, but I'm just like, because even I'm just kind of like, did she just say America? Like I'm already doing that in my head, and mm-hmm. then and then he he's he's like no, no I didn't, and yeah then you see the scorched earth and everything and yeah would it have been nice to see what happened between absolutely but at the same time I think it would have taken away a little bit of that that reveal. You know, especially, mm-hmm. I didn't even see this tra- the trailer where she's looking at the other version of herself. Like, the only trailer I saw was that short one that really didn't give away anything. Um, so, like, so I, I'm in the theater, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she did end up going off the deep end. See? Because WandaVision did make you feel like there was some redemption for her, but then, and no, she keeps, she she's... And let's be honest, people do this all the damn time. I've got a sister that is is a great example of like, yeah, you say you're done, you say you're sorry, but then two months later we're right fucking back here. You mm-hmm. know? And I get I guess for me it's like Is it necessarily the way I would have taken it? I don't know, maybe not, but like I can understand it. So and and it was it was a shock to me in the theater like oh shit like she she is the full on villain that I that I grew up with it was a shock to me too and when that yeah. happened it was more of like a, oh shit yeah because <laughs> like no I get you again, I get you completely a, you know and that I I, I want to make that clear because I feel like I feel like we're ganging up on Jesse here and that's not the intention no, no, I don't it's feel just, that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting how, you know, well, in the multiverse, just one simple, you know, can, can, can radically split. The, the whole, and I'm not saying moms are crazy. It's funny. We're talking about this on Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying moms are crazy. Crazy mom. I'll do anything for my kids, including killing people. I love like, like, I feel like that's so cliche and and so overdone when they were dealing with like mental health stuff, which I mean, is an important topic to me Yeah, in WandaVision, the way they did that. It feels to me like they've just wiped out everything I felt in WandaVision. Um, which we'll get to more with the other things that happened in this movie besides the turn point. Real quick here, though, like, because because trust me, I've been, I've been thinking back about Wandavision a lot since watching this movie. How much did she really like accomplish? Or like, like, yes, she let Westview go eventually, 
But I guess, I guess what I'm asking is how much how much of that how, how much of WandaVision is her actually healing or coming to terms, and how much of it is like us hoping that she's healed and come to terms? Because like, like even Sean pointed out a minute ago, like the second she's away from Westview, she's searching through the dark hold trying to find a way to find Billy and Tommy. Like the the second she's gone, so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, th- I'm just, me personally, because I'm thinking back, and I'm like, did she heal as much as I thought she did, or did she just realize that she couldn't hold on to the fictional reality of Westview, and that's why she went to find something more permanent, i.e., finding another universe to go to? Like, okay, I can't set up, I can't hold on to this fiction, so I'm gonna take my other's place in a real reality. I thought she was going to take the kids from that reality and bring them back to hers. I didn't think she was going to stay there. I mean, that's the way I I was reading it. Well, I guess, I guess either way, really, but, but basically like for me, instead of, instead of the magic, I'm actually going to find them. See, and I thought at the end of WandaVision, I thought she had healed just because the the conversation she has with the kids and the way she says goodbye to Vision, like, if that was just supposed to be a misdirect to set this up, I, like, that that will now make me dislike WandaVision, if that was the intent, uh, the way it landed for me. Um, I, my assumption at the end, when you see her reading the Darkhold with, like, her yeah. projection in the astral point was that she was looking for a way that the kids that she created in Westview existed somewhere. And I thought she was going to be trying to find her kids from Westview in the multiverse somewhere like her. I, you know, right. I'm just a hopeful, naive person. And when people do bad things, it disappoints me. Right. And I think, I think that's it. I think that's exactly it. And I think that's what they were going for. And like I said, I, I felt the same way at the end of WandaVision. I felt Billy and Tommy from our reality, 616 reality, whatever you want, MCU reality, were out there trapped somewhere. I mean, whatever you want to call it. The, 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 it's hard when we're jumping multiverse, but the, the main reality at the end of WandaVision, I felt the same way. Like, okay, those kids are trapped out there somewhere. Like, they didn't disappear. And so that was one of the surprise ones. Like, no, she wasn't, those kids didn't. You know, and she's she was actually like hunting down a universe where they really did exist. Like again, that was another surprise moment there. Um, and I don't think it was necessarily like a misdirect. It was just we didn't have all the information. And at the end of the day, people are people. They're gonna fall into their bad habits. And unfortunately, Wanda's habit is doing whatever she wants to get what she wants. You know. Um. And I don't, even then, it wasn't really people she she loved. It was, you know, this girl she found. And then it was these random strangers that got in the way. Even, even I feel her and our Doctor Strange really didn't have much of a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's, it, it, it's not... I mean, it'd be different, I think, if she was even taken down, like, um, 
well, they're all dead now, but, you know, Black Widow or Cap or, you know, Hawkeye even. You know, like, the, the core team when she came on. Like, if she was going up against them, then I think it'd be more of that... Like you're saying that, you know, that she's even taking down people she loves, but it, 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 it was people that she might have known, but like, what, at, work acquaintances at best. I'm trying to think now if they ever even had a meeting proper in the, in the MCU. Her and Strange? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think they, not on screen anyway. Right, I think they knew of each other, but I don't, right, that's what I'm saying, they did, they never really had a relationship, so there's not even that to betray, you know what I mean? Like, maybe if the Avengers had shown up, maybe that would have done something more to her, you know, to, to make her pause, make her question her choices. And it's the fact that Doctor Strange got roped up into this, that, you know made it even worse for everybody involved. Um, but I, I, if you want to go to the comics, I mean, even there, Wanda has no problem, you know, going up against the X-Men or erasing all mutant kind or, you know. She's always been very chaotic. Mm. Well, I mean, she's chaos magic. Right, right. Mm. Or mutant, depending. So, yeah, and, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to uh, uh, hope. Maybe we can all agree on this, but so the the cameos I did not see. Besides the obviously, we heard Patrick Stewart's voice, and it's like you don't get Patrick Stewart to play, you know, Doc Worker number five, right? Like you. <laughs> We heard Patrick Stewart's voice. It's like, all right, Professor X is going to be in this. Um, I really, I really, I really, I like seeing Patrick again. I hope I look as good as he does at his age. My God. But, um, I, I like that they went with the animated series, um, wheelchair. I thought that was, I know not everyone likes the animated series here, but I'm like, Alright, that's a cool <laughs> touch. And I felt that was the big clue, like, okay, this is not Fox's X-Men universe, Professor X. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of those, I think it was twofold. It was like, hey guys, look, remember this? And, you know, hey, this is not that Professor X. Um, but all those I other didn't... cameos, I did not see any of those coming. I, because of the the TV spots I saw during the week leading up to it, I knew, I knew Captain Carter or a version of Captain Carter was going to be in it. And then on Wednesday night or something, I guess I saw Haley Atwell at the the world premiere. I was like, oh, okay, she's in it. Um, I knew there was a version of a Captain Marvel from, again, from the trailer. I just didn't know who we were going to get. I didn't know if it was going to be Annette Bening again as... Marvel, like seeing more of her. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't mind the yellow chair. I don't mind Patrick Stewart because it's like, all right, if this is the movie, they're going to canonize the Fox movies. They're not going to bring all of that into <clears throat> the mainline universe. You know, they're, it, it's going to be like no way home where it's referencing them. They're, they're out there. And right. I was totally prepared and fine with that. Cause I know 
I'm in the minority with my dislike of those movies. And the yellow chair comes from the comics, so that was really cool to see until I saw the way he was sitting in it like an iron lung. Like, like I thought <laughs> that looked kind of goofy. That's nitpicky. That's very nitpicky. Yeah. I, I will admit that. I didn't mind hearing the theme. I I made like a uh, sound to my oh, friend I just because I knew I loved that. He would I loved it. Get a chuckle <laughs> out of me reacting to it, but it yeah. it didn't bother me because it's very similar to the movie theme anyway. Yeah, uh, I think it's it, but, uh, it's woven into the X Men DNA at this point. Like yeah, it's, and it, again, I don't begrudge people who like those things. It just they're yeah. not for me. Um, but I I. They gave us so much cool stuff in that moment, even though it was a really freaking weird universe. They're like, oh, you go on red? Like, I, I felt like I was in a weird Doctor Who episode, and I like Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. That whole universe just felt so goofy. And, and the the Bruce Campbell of it <laughs> was weird. And uh, and then the whole Illuminati sequence, meeting them and seeing who they were and everything. I thought was really cool. I really liked seeing some characters in their full-on costumes. I'll let you guys drop some of those since I'm being so negative. But this is like the one part of the movie I liked. No, do it. Was I seeing mean, all of them. I, I I agree. This whole well, the whole universe kind of had that feel of like utopia, but even from the beginning, like you said, there's the go on red and so like. You're, you're feeling like, yes, this looks awesome. It's clean. It's vibrant. They beat Thanos without losing, you know, half the population. Everybody was wearing hats. Why was everybody wearing hats? What's that? The ha- everybody was wearing, like, fedoras and wide-brimmed hats on the street, except for Strange and America. And I was, like, waiting for them to get arrested for not wearing a hat. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Because it... it- <laughs> Just, it was so, but just, I was like, what is going on? Right, there was all those little visual cues like, hey, something's not quite right here. You know what I mean? Like it was, you you felt like you should be comfortable, but then at the same time you're also very uneasy. And it's like, but why? Yeah. And, you know, the... Uh, Seeing an actual black bolt, I'm like, you know, I've never been a huge Inhumans guy, but I'm like, for all that they've danced around the Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. basically became the Inhumans show and then they had the Inhumans show and like, all this stuff they've done with them and then it's like, oh, you guys finally just did black bolt. Like, you couldn't have just done that years ago, you know, full on proper powers, proper suit, like... You know, proof of concept here, guys. It works. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I get why they did some of the stuff they did in the humans, the inhuman show, because like animating Medusa's hair would have been insanely expensive. Yeah. But I liked that they got the same guy back. I loved that he was in his costume. I loved the flashback sequence to how they defeated Thanos, although seeing them standing on Titan the way they were just looked... And that was another one of my big complaints with the movie. Some of the special effects in the CG just felt really bad, in my opinion. Um, like Wanda, when she crawls out of the mirror or the reflective surface, yeah. kind of like the ring, it felt so hokey. Fine for Sam Raimi, not for MCU. Like, that that was the next thing that like, kicked me out. And then... 
but yeah, seeing Black Bolt in the full costume and that whole thing where he's like, this is Black Agar Boltagon, and yeah. <laughs> like Doctor Strange is like, you know, speaks pig, pig Latin back to them. Like, I, like right. I was chuckling. I thought that was great. No, it's a great scene. The whole the whole Illuminati concept and uh, and I th- I think the one that had to take the cake for me was actually seeing John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic. I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. They went. They actually went there after all the fan casting and all that. They're just like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's throw him in here. Yeah. And then they turned him to freaking silly string in five minutes. Well, they did that to everybody in that universe, you know. I know that's what that's what I that's what I as the next like I I almost said f this and walked out of the theater when what happened to Captain Carter happened. Yeah, but that's not. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You you put him and her first time we're seeing them in live action in those roles. I mean, granted, same with with the Captain Marvel. Same with Black Bolt, but like, yeah. and you do that to them. Now, but, granted, sure they probably exist in another universe. Right, somewhere it's, and we'll it's, see them it's the alternate universe. It's not. It's not it ours. Just, so it just felt so. I don't. It felt mean to me, and and that's another part I problem I had is Wanda's powers fluctuate when she's in that other body, in that universe. She's dissolving people with a wave of her hand, like Thanos dusting people in one scene. And the next thing, she can barely walk. And instead of just dusting Christine and taking America, she's she struggles to try to get through. Like I feel like they just tweaked her powers whenever they needed the heroes to be able to get away. You don't think that was part of the whole dreamwalking spell and her connection and the the actual Wanda that universe fighting back? No, I okay. think if it was, they should have they should have done something with that. Well, I thought that's what they were. I mean, when Professor X enters her mind, you see the real Wanda trying to get out, and you see those moments where like our Wanda, Scarlet Witch, has to like refocus and is like you know like it it's taking a toll on scarlet witch when this wanda's getting hit and everything like because these heroes are landing punches she's not just mowing through them like they they do some damage to her and i don't know i that's that's how i took that scene because there are they'll shoot back to you know scarlet witch and she'll be She'll be doing her spell and concentrate, but she's also getting knocked around and everything. And you can see her having to refocus. And the only reason, you know, Christine gets away with America is because the uh, professor gives up his life. Right. He gets that moment. But I, again, I feel that whole moment where we're seeing like the the astral plane or, or whatever it is. Um, he's digging her out of the, the rubble. And then you see the red clouds coming. I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's the red clouds. We should have seen in Comertage. <laughs> like it's rolling in here, and I was like, "He's not going to get her out." And then you know he hears something and he hesitates and he just totally stops trying to help the one. Like, hold on, you're going to get crushed, but let me see what's going on. And then that moment. Now, all the deaths were, I thought, really clever storytelling wise. I just hated that they happened. <laughs> like the way she. Takes yeah. out Black Bolt was crazy. The way she took out Professor X was crazy. The Captain Carter one, 
pissed me off so much. Yeah, I guess for me it was like because of the alternate, like that. That is the ones that you would kill. Is the alternate universe that we're never going to go back to? That you know, these guys are already questionable, anyways. As you saw with their handling of Strange, and you know, they're Strange killing him and then setting him up as the hero when really he, you know, it just but like he that. agreed with them. Like I, I, yeah, because he, I, I, like I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, I was fine with that. I'm just saying, like these are. These are these are not the squeaky clean versions of the character. Was all my, was only my point. Like they're they'll do whatever they have to do to win or to hold the peace or whatever. So I was like, I was okay with them killing those characters off because, like I said, it's it's the alternate. We're not going to see them again, and they definitely have some blood on their hands. They're not innocents, um, and it's just setting up that, you know, these characters are out there and hopefully we'll see the main the main timeline, whatever you want to call it, version of them in the future. Sean, you've been awfully quiet. Talk for a minute here. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lamp. Um, no, I, I, I actually... None of that pissed me off. None of it... Um, I, it for me at least it was it was showing her even even in the dream walking thing to be a force to be reckoned with and there was no there was no reasoning with her at that point which you know I was completely fine with I I can I based on knowing Jesse I can understand why he's pissed but when a lot of that stuff happened I was like there's no way that she's not going to kill these guys it was just a matter of time when they had their confrontation with her. And there is a part of me that like with, with uh, Reed, when, when she does the, you know, I, he said, you know, I have children too. Do they have their mother and all that? And, you know, well then, then at least there'll be one person there to care for them. And I'm like, that was a little harsh. Cause I was kind of like, boy, you'd think that she'd at least let him go, you know, cause it's that whole, you know, parenting thing that's a crux of her but no she just screw you and everything and um and it, it was it, it, like i only listened to one review about the movie and they were even saying man they're gonna kill off characters that you're gonna it's gonna hit you and all this stuff and when when that moment happened i'm like i kind of saw it coming and on top of that these are not the versions that would really be affecting me the same way as like when Tony, you know, snaps his fingers at the end of Endgame and you know he's dead, basically. Right. Or, you know, anyone else. Like if, if Cap would have killed Tony at the end of Civil War, wow. That would have just been me, you know, my jaw would have been on the floor the rest of my life going like, I can't believe they did it. But in this case, like you said, the alternate versions automatically make them cannon fodder to me. And uh, like, I mean, look at even the What If TV show. They they kind of were cannon fodder even on there. Yep. Like Watcher created them into their own team, but even then, I was like, I don't think half these people are going to make it through this because they're not our versions, you know. Um, would I like to see more with Captain Carter? Absolutely. Haley Atwell showing up in anything makes me happy. Uh, would I love to see John Krasinski be- back again to be Reed as legit, 
we're going to do Fantastic Four and he's playing Reed Richards, that would be fine. Oh, it's going to it's going to happen now. There's no way yeah. they signed him on just for a cameo in Multiverse of Madness. I mean, yeah, and yeah, I I I was actually I saw a photo. Somebody posted a photo like Thursday evening, and I'm like, okay, either that is a screen cap somebody took when they were at the movie. Or somebody did a great Photoshop job. Either way, I was like, if they do that, you got my money for Fantastic Four because I've been curious to see if he would be Reed for right. a while. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what Jesse's saying about the powers fluctuating and stuff, but it, it wasn't enough to pull me away in, out of it and get mad or whatever. I mean, she just took out everybody. Right. So there is an element of like she's probably catching her breath or she's probably trying to refocus her energy or something in that other body because she's, you know, she's doing the dream walk and everything. Um, and actually like that, those were some of the moments where my, where Evan was grabbing my arm the most, like the, watching that whole sequence. She's just like holding on to me like this while we're watching it. And I'm like, yeah, even I was like, holy crap, you know, <laughs> this is, this is definitely some intense stuff, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I was impressed by the way that they handled it. I liked that that really showed how far she was from who we knew her to be at the end of WandaVision. But again, you know, my, my whole argument in that case, not trying to go all the way back and rehashing it, but the more I think of WandaVision, the more I'm realizing WandaVision was really setting the stage for Scarlet Witch more than anything. Mm -hmm. That was the reveal at the end of the series. But everything that she learned through Agatha needling at her and, and, and like teasing her almost to the point where she develops into Scarlet Witch by the end of that series, it was the blueprints leading up to her having what she needed to become this version of her for this movie. Like that, the more that I'm thinking of this movie, the more I'm like, yeah, that actually, the building blocks were there to lead into what we're doing in this one more than, like, I thought the same as Jesse. I thought, okay, she's, she's grieved. She's moving on. She's going to be a better person. But at the end, when they have that dark hole moment yep. and she's looking through it and everything else leading to here, I'm like, she, she's still focusing on something. And at the end of that series, I, I took that in my own way of thinking their souls are out there. And I thought multiverse of madness was going to dive into like, she'd have to go through this, like the seven levels of hell or something, yep. make a deal with Mephisto to get her the souls back of her children. And then it leads to something that Dr. Strange has to fix or something. And, and it, it, even though they did it the way they did it, it, it still felt like this is a trajectory. They started with that, sh that show yeah. Just Mephisto wasn't a part of it. It was just here's Scarlet Witch becoming that entity, basically. So let's in that vein, let's talk about America here for a minute. Because, like I said, I didn't know anything about this character. Um, so as she's showing up on screen, explaining her powers, all this and that, it's brand new to me. How? How true is this version to the comic version? Are is this her power normally to travel throughout different universes? Yeah, for, for the the small amount I do know of her, yes, this seems to be a very early on in her powers. 
I know in the the flashback where you see her with her mom's, it's it's um, she's much younger. Yeah. So it seems to suggest that she's just been bouncing around through multiverses since that young age. The version of her I know in the comics is more in control of her powers. She's a little more confident. She's a little more fun. And I don't mean I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy her her in the movie or the performance. Like she's just a different right. She's a different place in her character arc. So I hope we get to see her get to that point. I think you Um, saw a little hints of that towards the end there as she is getting more confident and especially the end scene where she's training, you know, now she's come up to strange a little more bubbly and everything like, okay, that's over. I can, you know, move on and be I wish we would have seen more of him trying to help her learn how to use her power throughout the movie because I feel that turn at the end and we can get to that later. I, I feel yeah. like that bit was too corny. But yeah, I, I liked, uh, I believe I believe you pronounce it, Shochil Gomez. I think the actress, I think she did great. Um, you know, to be coming in there, I don't know if this is her first movie, but like, to be going in there with Elizabeth Olsen and Doctor Strange, who have inhabited these characters for several yeah. years now, and to come into all this stuff, I think she did a fantastic job. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her, especially if she gets to interact with, with some of these younger characters like Kate Bishop. Oh yeah. And Yelena, I think it would be great to have the three of them and some of the other guys they're they're, they're teeing up. Um, uh, I, I think that's got a lot of potential there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gotta be where, where it's all leading. I enjoyed her a lot throughout the movie. I, like you said, I thought she was a great actress and um, and the char- the character was fun for what she was for what she was able to do. Interesting powers. Um, only one of her throughout the multiverse. I feel like yeah. that's going to. I-, I think she's gonna be important with the stuff that I well the stuff that I think is coming up. But uh, who knows? We can get into our speculation at the end here because. For, for everything else, this movie definitely went into directions that I didn't expect, and it didn't cover things that I thought it would. So um, we'll be curious to see at the end what you guys think. But, yeah, uh, so America was fun. Um, uh, incursion Doctor Strange. Now, do we feel that that's the same Strange from What If? The one that... Uh, um, I don't. I you didn't know feel it was that. Uh, the one that the one that brought his what was it? He brought his world to like the the final moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say. I I thought it was going to be him in the trailer. I did but, too in the trailer. And then when when you saw who he was by the end of it, I'm like, okay, that's not him. But I. It was one of the things to make me get excited about this movie, actually, because I did like that part of What If quite a lot. And then to find that it was a different version, by the time that they revealed that, it, it, it was too far in to me to make me go, oh, well, the heck with this. You know, it's like, all right, it, it just wasn't him. Fine. So. Yeah, I was fine with it not being him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
the reason I didn't think it was him is the version from What If is because I feel like that version because he joined up the Defenders of the Multiverse or whatever. Yeah, I thought that put him in a different state of being than we would have seen that Doctor Strange. Like, because um, I know most of them got put back into their regular places. I think mm-hmm. in the way the show ended, except for Black Widow. Yeah, it's okay for her to join the other universe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I thought that that sequence was potentially going to be really cool. Um, and again, it's another section of the movie that just completely went off the rails for me. Um, yeah, I'm going to go talk to him, Christine. You just you just wait outside <laughs> in this spooky world where no one else exists. Well, you just hang out out here. That's a safer place. No one else exists out there. <laughs> but who yeah I mean I don't know um uh, I like the interaction between them was good um I hated the music note fight I thought that was so corny and all that did was take me back to Spider-Man 3 I was waiting for one of them to say here's dirt in your eye oh I didn't go there oh. I, like I was like groaning in my seat just because uh, the con- the concept of it was potentially cool but I think the execution of it was just like I don't know I, and, by, and again by this point I, I'm already wanting to leave the theater at this point so there's very little at this point in the movie that, that is going to spin me back around unless we see the the uh, another version of the Illuminati show up at the end and help I, save everybody. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, by this point in the movie, I I I was the complete opposite. I was firmly in my seat. I'm like, man, where where is this gonna go? I'm I actually, I actually really enjoyed the musical note fight. I thought I thought that was. Uh, a neat twist on his usual powers, and it was just fun. as like they're shooting at each other, and it's hitting the notes like the piano being played. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can get behind this. Like I said, th- there was a cool concept there. It just something about it, and and again, like I said, I, I know at this point there was very little that was gonna the <laughs> persuade me, and I think it was just I was just getting annoyed at every little thing at this point now, like. So he's there, they're doing this fight, and then he's like, well, I'm going to use the Darkhold now. And Christine, their Doctor Strange went crazy because of using the Darkhold, and that's why they had to destroy him. She's like, he's like, trust me. And she's like, basically like, okay. And then he's like, oh, they're going to come for me. He's like, she's like, what? Oh, the spirits at the dam. It's like, what? where did this come from? So it's like another layer of the dreamwalking that they had not established yet. And I did think it was cool that he dreamwalks into his dead body that's buried yes. in New York. Yeah, like I, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But then you had all the army, of the dead demons floating around him. But again, because it was so bright and like it just didn't feel scary. Like visually, it was scary, but the moment didn't feel scary to me. And then when she's shooting them with like the the cauldron cannons or whatever, and she has some cheesy ass line. <laughs> <laughs> Go back like, to hell, I think she said. Yeah, that. and I was just like, "What?" 
I feel like they 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 set that character up really cool with her being the the most foremost student of the the multiverse. And yeah. Part of me, even though I hate the six one six designation in the comics, I love that they used it in the movie. I, I I liked that. I liked that she was this thing, but then I don't know. I feel like her character kind of devolved a little bit by that point in the movie. And yeah, but overall the, the visuals in that incursion world was cool. And I didn't say this before. I love that they brought up the idea of the incursions because I thought that was a really cool thing they brought into Avengers that eventually led to the secret wars, which maybe they're building to that for the next big thing or a version of secret wars. That is not the the 80 secret wars. That is on the docket, isn't it? Of upcoming movies. I don't think I, I don't think secret wars was their secret invasion for a show. Secret invasion. I thought secret wars was supposed to be on there too. Maybe that's just fan speculation, but uh, I know there's armor wars. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But like with the way they're doing this, it could build to that. Thanos' Black Order, who we had as his people in, in the Infinity War, were a big part of that story. So, anyway, that's divulging. I'm fine if they're not, but it was just... Yeah, but they did. I, they, I thought it was they, cool that Reed, Reed was the one that brought up the incursions. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I love when they inject comic stuff into it that hasn't been brought up before. Right, exactly. And, you know, the movies, they always have a way of kind of doing these big plot lines, but they kind of tweak it, or, you know, especially early on because of characters they legally couldn't use. But, um, no, I I really like the Incursion world. Um, I honestly felt like that was supposed to be our strange... And potentially still could be. Um, I, I don't know why, but I, I got that vibe that like this is our strange. If he doesn't save America, or if he doesn't, you know what I mean, or if he doesn't defeat Scarlet Witch and you know the proper way, like this is our strange's dark path. Right. Um. Again, that might just be me. Uh, pulling that out, I'm not sure. So, in that incursion world, we we get shown the the third eye, the yes. incursion Doctor Strange. Conceptually, I like that idea. Like that totally fits with the mystic arts and and all of that stuff. I thought again. I thought the design of the 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 effect of it was really bad. There's no ocular. It just splits open, and there's an eye. Like I feel like it, it should have just been a hole or something glowing. I, I don't know. It just it just felt. Again, uh-huh. I know I'm being really nitpicky. That was from, something about it just looked really. That was from the what if, wasn't it? Or the, I swear I've seen that third eye before somewhere. In, they might have in, done it in what if. But again, that's animation, and you know, I feel like in animation, there's a little more room for forgiveness and stuff like that. I just felt like the effect of it. I mean, I didn't need him to have like a whole Cyclops third giant socket up there. It just some. I just wish they wouldn't have done a a very human eyeball in there. I wish it would have been a little more ethereal or mystical um, when the lid opened. 
Fair enough. Sean, incursion, thoughts? Um, I I gotta I gotta actually kind of agree with Jesse on that one. Uh, it was a little odd to see that third eye. I I think I think there is a certain amount of the like like he's saying the mysticalness. Maybe there should have been almost like a, a glowing eye that's right there, and it's not like a part of his forehead. Like it's it's like a, a hologram or hovering or something like an energy projection like to show. Yeah, like to show, okay, he's, he's reached a, a zenith of power or something yeah. like that versus it, it really was weird. And like, especially, um, when we get into the, uh, first credit sequence and out of nowhere, there it is again. It's like, Charlie's Theron isn't going to want to get into bed with you knowing you can do that Ooh. right. You know that, Ooh. right? <laughs> So it it was a little weird. It, it was definitely something that that um like I I do agree it would have been cooler if it was more like a sigil kind of a thing or whatever as like a, it denoted or whatever because it really was it, it, like my eye kept going to my eyes kept going to that eye oh, in yeah. that sequence and just hovering on that it was almost distracting for me and in, in that uh the incursion world but. I I don't know. That would be kind of interesting to see that being like, uh, okay, here's where it's split, and he didn't win, and this is the version of him, possibly that would have been ours if everything fails or whatever, right. like you were saying. Or he could. I mean, you you said it. in the credit sequence we see that now our doctor our Doctor Strange has that third eye, so mm-hmm. I don't even well, feel that we're necessarily past that split point yet. Yeah, it's it's a potential maybe. Yeah. Well, the third eye doesn't it show up right before the initial credits start? He's walking down the street, everything's fine. Then you hear the music notes start to come back. That was the like mid discordant. It was the mid credit scene. Yeah. No. Is it? Because he's walking down Is the street no, and then he starts that, screaming, and then it goes to credits. That was that was right at the credits. And oh, you're right. Credits and then the mid credit scene. She shows up. That's and right. He, that's right. He's that's on the right. street again. Yeah, Clea shows up. Okay, so well, let's talk she about we're awesome. here. Who who is Sorry. who is that girl in purple? Because I had no idea who that was. Clea is Doctor Strange's like great love interest from the comics. She's also, I believe, she's also been an antagonist to him at times. Okay, um, because. Everybody's got to be right. That's flip flop. Well, that's how um, you do it with your love interest in comics. You have yeah. to fight, and, and she's you got to fight. It and out. you know, yeah. she's a, a magic user, a mystical, you know, you know, magician as well. Right. Um, that that's about the end of my knowledge. I know she's been around. I, she's okay since the seventies, sixties, whenever. I mean, she's a huge part of his story. Okay. So, so we're getting a little bit more, you know, push in the comics direction. I like that. I knew that that outfit was so striking. I'm like, she has to be somebody. Um, but mm-hmm. I personally didn't know who. And that's, and that kind of reinforced my thought was that mid credit scene where, you know, she, she said, she tells us, she's like, so he's got the third eye. She says something about, you know, uh, you cause, an incursion, we have to fix it or something, and then they take off, it's like, alright, so that, that, that kind of affirmed me to where it's like, okay, that incursion strange that we deal with, 
to me, it's likely that that is our strange that he was he was at a future or, point, or he can a go down a of similar him that path. Fails in the future, yeah. It right. could be another parallel of him, right? But that's when the third eye comes back again. So he's screaming in pain. We cut to credits and yep. we get to the mid credit scene. She shows up, and then he just like smiles, says some cheesy ass line again. Right, her eye pops open. Like, let's go. I'm like. You're jumping the gun on stuff again. Like, seeing her was cool. And the way she, like, cuts open reality, like, mm-hmm. a, like a sheet, I thought that was really cool. But then the third eye that we just saw him screaming in agony over and was a huge threat established with his incursion self, he's now okay with. Yeah. So is this another so version what, of him? Well, what ha- what happened in the time there? You know what I mean? Like... I but guess it's another one of those things where I've missed something that like Whoa. I feel like they haven't been as as like that's again overall yeah. this movie makes a lot of leaps without explaining stuff. Well, I think I mean, we'll, maybe I, I'm just maybe I'm I just think dense. we'll get that in the next movie. Like I think they that was definitely a jump forward in time that you know like hey down the road this happens. You know what I mean? It's not. I don't think it was meant to be like you know. He's walking down the street, he screams, he gets back up, and then she shows up. No. You know what I mean? No, no, so. no, totally not, because he's in different clothes. Right, like, right. I mean, it was obviously enough that he was, it was a different time, or maybe even an alternate, another yeah. alternate strange. Right. Um, just that little teaser. Keep wetting the whistle. It just, it would have been cool, like, I don't know, I almost wish we didn't see him screaming in pain at the end, and it was just him walking down the street, and then it cuts to her coming to get him yeah but then i kept waiting i kept waiting for stuff with wong to come back around because he takes shang chi and um katie at the end of sorry you haven't watched that yet dang it spoiler alert <laughs> what <laughs> eternal nothing no he no, saw yeah, shang chi yeah. he did i saw shang chi yeah oh yeah. oh you saw shang chi okay yeah, yeah. when when yeah. wong comes and takes them and shows them yeah. to to yeah so it's like I kept waiting for not necessarily them to show up, but like something with that to connect. I I expected some tie too, honestly. Some mention, some something. That was another thing I was surprised wasn't there. But again, and I, I remember we talked about this when I did watch Shang Chi. Is we don't ever really get a a landmark to tell us when Shang Chi takes place. So for all we know. It's grand they haven't done this a lot, but Shang Chi might take place after Multiverse of Madness. It could. He might could. not even have met them yet, um, because That's there's really no. That was one of my frustrating parts about that movie was there's nothing definitively telling me where in the timeline this goes, and that's why I had those questions about Wong in Shang Chi and how it all ties into the larger story. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, may, maybe maybe Wong even goes for Shang Chi because of maybe maybe that you know him taking Shang Chi at the end of it is because of what Doctor Strange goes off to do. You know, what do you say her name was Clea? Kea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's got to do with that. Like you know what I mean? We, maybe. We really yeah. have no idea where these movies in the new phase are lining up with each other. 
So the I guess the only thing really left to left to talk about is is that the whole final final battle everything else. So um yeah, I I uh I liked him Oh, that's what I was going to say. I liked him taking over his zombie body. Like that that I thought was really well done. And I thought the difference between him and Wanda was the fact, I mean, they, they say it. They're like, you're not supposed to take over dead bodies. Like, that's against the rules. So I thought that's why he had to deal with those death spirits and Wanda didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And even then, he's like, yeah, I know what I'm about to do is wrong, but it's like, it's the only way I can get into our universe. And I thought it was a really nice callback to the whole, you know, the having the alternate dead body in the beginning. I, I thought that whole thing kind of tied up real nicely. And uh, Zombie Strange looked cool. I liked it when he took control of the spirits. And those were his, like, cape in the zombie form. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that whole, the whole visual and the fight and everything, I thought that was really uh, well done. Not to mention those rock monsters that Wanda had. I really those golems. I really liked them too. I thought I thought that was all great uh, scenery and everything. Oh, the the demons at the end. Yeah, that she has in the fortress. Those golem demon whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody yeah, else? I. I like that they name dropped Wonder Gore Mountain. I was expecting a little more Kirby esque design into it because of how hard they went Kirby in Ragnarok. And yeah. I, you know, again, different directors and stuff, but Wonder Gore Mountain's like a weird ass place. So for it to just be, or at least all we saw was a a temple altar for the Scarlet Witch, that the statue looked just like Wanda, it just seemed. A little too on the nose for me and her kids. Like, her and her kids were carved into this thing. I'm like, what? Um, And when Wong gets thrown over the cliff and, you know, into the mists, you know, of the mountain, I'm like, well, he's going to be back. Oh, yeah. That was another one of those cliche cliche moments where it's like, you know, like, they're like, yes. It's like, why did they give all those moments to Wong? (laughs) <laughs> like all the, the cheesy like they, no this is a misdirect they have been pushing Wong hard in this phase they uh, I've, I've noticed that too he's really become a prominent player from who was to me at least seemingly just a background character to the Doctor Strange story like he is the Sorcerer Supreme now he's dealing with Abomination he's helping Shang-Chi he's you know he's gonna mentor America now like he's he's really coming to the forefront for some reason and i'm not sure why yet but i do like the actor so i'm also not upset but yeah it's it's an odd choice to feature wong as prominently as they have i mean i love that they are i just feel like with them doing that like stop giving him these like cheesy moments where (laughs) he's doing all the things that like we know aren't what we that, that are trying to tell us they are um and that's and now we get to my 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 one of my biggest problems with the overall storytelling of the movie is the MacGuffin, the MacGuffin of the Book of Vishanti. Mm-hmm. They said it, it's how the movie opens. They're trying to get to it. 
Yep. They can't get to it. It's the opposite to the dark hold. It's going to give whatever sorcerer finds that you know what they need to to defeat their enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's all bullshit. Is it though? Yes. Because all America has to do is reach down inside, and she knows she can do it. Right. And which came out of nowhere, like everything else in this movie. <laughs> but. Okay, so the Book of Ashante is supposed to give our hero whatever he needs to defeat whatever threat, right? So our hero is Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. Okay. So America comes into his life because they're going after the Book of Ashante, right? Yeah. So the book gave him exactly what he needed to defeat the threat. That gets very Terminator (laughs) in my mind. Because, like, when they get to the book, it gets destroyed. Right. So, like, the book itself does nothing. Like, it, it felt like a complete misdirect again for no reason. Like, well, I think that's it was... why I wish they would have, if they would have let him try to, like, help her figure out how to use her powers with all the magic and stuff that he knows how to do. I feel like there could have been some way where he's trying to, like, not relive memories, but somehow, like, get her into her powers a little bit more instead of just. I don't know how to do it. It happens when I'm scared. And then all of a sudden at the end, she's willing to let herself die so he can take her power. And he's like, no, you got this kid. You can do it. I'm like, where's this version of him coming from? Like, he's been nice to her through the movie and he's trying to help her. Yeah. But like, he's just trying to help her survive. Like, it just felt so, I don't know. It felt so Hallmark Channel to me in that moment. Oh, it was definitely the... It was a dig deep, conquer your fears, you have the power, you've got the touch, you know, arise Rodimus Prime. Absolutely, it was. It was that moment, you know, but... But I don't feel like they did anything to set that up for that payoff to be a payoff. Well, but like Strange said, he's like, every time... And, and again, kind of going into that whole Book of Ashante thing, like, it will... I mean, that was very ambiguous anyway, so, right? Like, when they said that, I'm kind of even turning up my eyes, like, I read a lot of comic books, but, like, the... It gives you whatever you need to defeat whatever threat you're against, right? Like, that's very... But it does feed into the, the like, you know, she comes into this world because of the questing for the Book of Ashante. She meets our strange, even after being wronged by other stranges. And it's a growth for both of them to where she can conquer her fear, she can trust him. He's got to learn to, you know, like Christine said, give up the scalpel, let someone else do the cutting. Like, it's not... All, you know, it's him still dealing with his control issues and his arrogance, you know. And, but like he tells her, he says, every time you've opened a portal, you've gotten us where we needed to be. You know, it's the, it's the believe in yourself. It's, it's all that. Sean, I know you were yeah, trying to it, say something, but I cut you yeah, off. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
Well, the other thing too is one of the, one of the major things they kept throwing at Strange is you're just like ours. Right. And it's his decisions leading up to that moment. He is, he keeps hearing that. It's a constant through the whole movie. And he even in the beginning when they ended up in that, um, the different version of Earth, that was one of the first things he was like, well, you know, I can control your, and then he just stops. And yeah. it's the whole, he's trying his best not to be just like all of them because he, she's in his care. He wants to not be like everybody else. And he sees the worst versions of himself along the way. And it makes it that he, you know, it's like, I, I looked at it from just that perspective yeah. of, I can't kill her. I cannot do that. Even the Wong believes that's the right thing. And he's the sorcerer supreme. I should be bowing to him, which I love that little joke through the movie where it's the that it's was tradition. Good. That was a nice payoff. Yeah. But but I I like that that was him looking into himself and going, there is another way. Right. And and the the other way was him helping her to see that every time you use your power, you're not understanding what you're doing. But I get what you're doing now, and this is what you need to do here. Right. He, that that for me, I, I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there, and this is this is gonna bug Jesse maybe I don't know, but that <laughs> for me was so much easier of a pill to swallow than watching the entire sequel trilogy of Star Wars, watching Ray <laughs> win at everything. Yes, because it, it, that that whole thing was just I, I was I was losing my mind after the first movie, going, how is it she can't not be good at everything? Like she's good at everything. In this, it's just. Hey, here's this little push to help you in the right direction. And then at that point, what was, I I loved that then she was on the comeback trail after that. And I like that she goes toe to toe with Wanda for a couple of moments at least. And And she's not afraid, you know, and that worked. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not, like you said, it's not like she's just like picking up a lightsaber and like, I can do this. It's like, no, these are the powers that she's been using since she was a small child, you know? She's just, mm-hmm. she's, she's filled with so much self-doubt and so much fear that she's never allowed herself to explore them. Um, and yeah, like, it, yeah, go ahead. I, if they would have at least shown her trying to do it at some point in the movie up to that point and not just being a reactive thing, even if she got it wrong or like they punched into another alternate universe instead of just seeing that one little montage where they push through all the I mean they go to one other universe together that we actually see them spend time in yeah before he and um, Christine go to the incursion world yep so they really only spend time in two different universes significant time yeah I mean like I said you see them pass through you see like the like them, she hits the star right. when they're getting away from Wanda at the beginning, and they pass through this thing. But like, there's no like time spent there, um, which I thought was a really cool sequence. That was that was. Mm-hmm. I, I I I can't believe we glossed over that. That was an amazing sequence. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go. Is there a version that was, of it where we're paint? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't that get was stuck one of the best me. things. And, yeah, um, but like, I just feel like if we would have seen her like trying to like, like getting her to calm down, and be like, all right. Think about how you feel when you do that and try to, you know, just what do you do? And she like, it would have, 
you know, and then we see another universe. Well, like that's where the Bruce Campbell cameo should have come in. She punches <laughs> a star, and you see Ash and the the Evil Dead. Like I would have loved that so much more than the pizza ball guy. And I don't pizza even Papa. like the Evil Dead movies. <laughs> I uh, I wish real quick on Bruce Campbell. I wish he would have taken this opportunity to. Uh, make Bruce Campbell the chameleon like he was supposed to be? Or was it Mysterio? It was one of the two. He was supposed to be Mysterio. It was Mysterio, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, Bruce... Bruce that Cam- would have been cool. Bruce Campbell was, a re- that was originally supposed to be Mysterio in the Toby Spider-Man trilogy. And that's why he shows up in every movie as a different person. And then eventually... You know, he was going to have him be Mysterio. Like, these were all his disguises leading up to this. And I really thought they were going to take this opportunity to cement that. Even if it is like we pop into this universe for a second, and like it's, it's, it's Bruce Campbell Mysterio fight. Shoot, have Toby Spider-Man. Like, you know, I mean, you could have done that just CGI with, if he's in the suit. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I I knew Bruce Campbell was going to be in it, and I was like, oh, take this opportunity to, you know, uh, make this official. And so that was that was a disappointment, was that he was just the yeah. papa guy. I thought we were going to see a little more windows into other realities, yeah. rather than just spending time in whatever flower garden in New York City they were in. And, and I, I agree. I really thought that we were going to explore the multiverse more. And that was one of my biggest surprises that we didn't. Um, and, you know, honestly, my my biggest disappointment in this is, I mean, I, 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 I like the end fight. I like Wong coming back up at the right moment. I mean, I'm a sucker for that when, when the heroes get help when they most desperately need it. Um, I was good with America finding her power and Steven even realizing that he can't, you know, he can't be in control of everything. I mean, it's still, it's a growth for him still. Um, I don't like that. They seemingly, you know, but seemingly cause it's comic books, but I don't like that. They killed off the Scarlet witch. I absolutely, that yeah. was the one point I'm like, I'm like, I, and I'm good with her care. I'm good with her through WandaVision. I'm good with her arc through this movie. But I'm like, but now you've taken away the possibility of redemption for this character. For a character who is known to flip-flop back and forth. Um, again, it's comics. Nothing has to be final. But that moment where she takes the, the temple down around her, I'm like, that can't be the end of her story. I mean, there's a part of me, the only way I'd have want, had this version of Wanda to be able to redeem herself, if she would have been able to do something to undo things she had done in this movie. Yeah. The fact that she killed all those people at Comertage, the fact that she killed all of the Illuminati in that world, and that she used that world's version of Wanda to do all of that, like, to me, that's irredeemable. I mean, because she made that version, as far as we know, that version of Wanda had her powers, but she was just a loving mother with her kids yes. in the suburbs. Yeah, she did have her power, because she went up toe-to-toe with her when when Wanda comes yeah. through. She's got powers. And, yep. 
Yeah, and that sequence was great. I loved yep. seeing them and like that whole thing where she's she's scaring the crap out of the kids. Yep. And it's cause, like I knew that was gonna get there. Like that was not surprising in, yep. in any way. But like the fact that she's now used this other woman, this other version of herself to do all of these horrible things. And she's like, Well, I'm bad. I realize that now. Crush. Yeah. Like I I don't know. That just felt so cheesy and cheap and and I, I I mean, you can call it a cop out, but I I would have preferred an, an undo at the end. A a she manipulates whatever to to. I mean, and and really it could be twofold. So if she if she can kind of roll back the time on what she did to the other Wanda, that puts your Illuminati of that world back. You know what I mean? Like even if it's not in this movie. Give her a chance to to redeem herself. Yeah, I mean, like, what if she in the comics she's come back from worse than this? So yeah, well, like, what if if um like her and America like work together and straight? Like, what if the three of them work together to undo this? Or this was all, you you know? Again, I know you said that could be a cop out, but like, what if this whole thing was them? No, that would have been really bad. That would have been worse. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Disregard whatever Jesse just thought. <laughs> but no, I agree. Even well, if this, where, even if where... this movie had ended with the three of them, like you know, do the same thing. Wanda takes down the temple. She gives up the dark hold, and she's like, you know, oh, you're gonna seal me away or something. And Strange is like, no, you've got to, you've got to mend We're what you've done. This. And yeah. leave it there so that we can explore that later, I thought would be a better ending. Because like I said, I like the character. She's been a hero. She's been a villain. I just, it, it felt so final at the end there, and that's what I didn't like. It's like, you know, I'm, I can get with her arc in this, but give her a chance to come back again. Sean? Yes. Thoughts? I, I, there's a part of me that would be curious to see what they do after this because a lot of people were wondering how mutants are going to get into the MCU. And, and we're still waiting. <laughs> we're still waiting. We're still waiting technically. But the thing is, what if that version of her, because she wasn't a mutant, they used the, the uh, Loki staff to, help her with that and unlock those ability we Wait. and whatnot well oh, ahead, but what ahead. i'm saying what i'm saying though is what if there's a version of her yeah. that didn't have to have that happen she was born with it and just grew up with it right. and it was a natural progression and then boom you have the traditional version versus this being the way that she was in these movies, and that's a, another version of her out there yeah. that ends up becoming the Scarlet Witch, and that's the mutant version versus the one that we have here, where there was the Chitari or the the stone, the the Infinity Stone was involved with that, the Chitari uh, staff and everything. Right, and I think we were both going to point out the same thing: the stone only uh, un- augmented her powers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure we're but, clear on that. But there, there is that part of me that feels always like 
that's a little bit of a cheat for some reason. Because I, I always felt like if you're a mutant, it would just develop as you get older versus having something... Like, I know in Deadpool, they did the same thing where, you know, he goes yeah. through all that crap and then his power is unlocked and all that. But I don't know. I always felt like this version of her doesn't necessarily mean she's a mutant in the same way like Cyclops or Iceman would be a mutant because those are just they eventually got them without having something poking and prodding them to get them. You know, Um that's just me. Uh, that's always been something that, you know, it's like I, I always thought it was cool that she was incorporated into the MCU but there was that whole thing of, well, they didn't have 20th century, 20th century yeah. Fox had the license. So they did what they could to finagle it. Now the chance is there that they could go, okay, that was that version of Scarlet Witch, but the new version that we're going to have is legit. She's a mutant from here on out. And there's no infinity gem in, involved in, in any kind of a progression here or whatever. Um, so that, that would only be. That that's just me going. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing because there is that be. whole cliche of if you didn't see a body, yeah. So so it's like there's a part of me going that ended this part, but I don't necessarily believe that she's done. I I just don't, and she's too much of a. There's a lot of people that like that character, and there's a goodwill towards that character, and I think there's enough people hoping that there is a redemption after this for that character. Uh, that it would shock me if they just said, okay, that's it. She's done. We'll never see her again. So, I mean, hell, it blew my mind to see Peggy Carter in live action in this movie. So if that can happen, anything's possible as far as I'm concerned. And I, and by the way, um, going back to the musical fight, that, w- that didn't work for me either. <laughs> <laughs> I, when that part happened, I, it's like it's like that in the eye were the two parts in that whole sequence where I was just like, I don't know why they're fighting with music notes, and I just at that point it was me just going, okay, they're fighting with music notes. But even I, it, it wasn't enough for me to, to want to storm out. But I was a little like, this isn't nearly as cool as like, uh, I mean, when Gandalf and and uh, Saruman fought, that was pretty sweet. Versus the, the two of them doing the musical thing was kind of like it, it was almost like them doing this at each other. <laughs> it's like a I might have been more. <laughs> I could have been more on board with it if we had seen not necessarily the same concept, but like more weird stuff like that happen, other than just using the magic yeah. to make whips, swords, and shields. You know, like if there if mm. we had seen more of those things, but I, like I said, there was something there about it that was a cool idea. But just the way it panned out did not did not go. And they made um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Um, they're no longer mutants in the comics, so like they don't have to correct that anymore. Ah, well, well I don't know. It, you you kind of get the feeling that uh, Sam Raimi wants to have a musical eventually <laughs> because Spider Man three and this, and it's like Steven Spielberg wanted to do a musical. He got to do the beginning of Temple of Doom. And then he got West Side Story like 40 years later. You know what I mean? It's Sam Raimi, your time will come in the next decade. I'm sure. Let him, let him do the real, our world, Rogers, 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 the music. (laughs) That's going to be coming. You realize that like someone's going to, I would not be shocked. (laughs) So. I get. I guess for me, so that kind of brings up the biggest part 
of this whole thing is we're still waiting on the mutants in the main MCU universe. It's like everything. So we thought WandaVision was going to do it. We thought this was going to do it. It's like it just it really feels like Marvel at this point is just like, yeah, we're we're not going to do it anytime you expect it to. But even even as a whole, I felt like this did not hit the multiverse aspect anywhere near that I thought it was going to. What with Loki setting up King as a next kind of big bad, with, you know, with the multi, you know, No Way Home setting up the idea of the multiverse and these different realities. And this one was, like you said, it was very much, you know, we went through a bunch, but we, we were in the, the utopia and the incursion and like, that's pretty much it. And then whatever reality that uh, Zombie Strange came from. I mean, she spent time there. But... Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess going into it, I really thought that this was going to kind of shape this whole multiversal war that they keep kind of hinting at and everything. And it still really didn't. And so I'm still... Like I said, going into it, I felt this was really going to set up this next phase... And I still feel lost as far as the whole phase arc. You know, because you've got Shang-Chi, you've got Eternals, you've got this now, and, and then the Disney Plus shows, and none of those... They're, they're all kind of hinting at stuff, but there's no clear path that they're going on. So, I don't know. That part kind of bugs me still, because it feels like at this point... In, especially in the first one, like you knew that first arc was the Infinity Stones by by this point in the phase. You knew, you at least kind of had an idea of where it's Did going, we? and this one's just kind of like, yeah, there's like multiverses and King, and yeah, we're going to do stuff. I mean, the Infinity Stones, I don't think we really knew that was a thing until Guardians of the Galaxy. Which was the... Well, I, well, I mean, at the, I mean, there was a speculation about you had the Tesseract in. Oh no, that wasn't all the way till Avengers, was it? Yeah. Well, the Tesseract was in Cap. It was in Cap. Uh, yep. So. And then, and then it went into Avengers. And we we didn't know the other stuff added up until Thor had something too, didn't it? The first Thor. He had the. That was after he, Avengers, though. Was that it? was Thor. Maybe two. I'm just thinking my yeah. I'm getting my timelines messed up. Because like if we had Iron Man, if you count Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, Thor and Cap were all the preludes to Avengers. And you had the Tesseract, but we didn't know it was an Infinity Stone yet. True. And then when we got to Thor two, we didn't know the Ether was an Infinity Stone. But it's not a stone. Someone needs to stop saying that. Um. <laughs> Someone said that before. Um, like a Bloody Mary. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess, um, so I guess really we got to wait for our team-up movie, which I guess technically like, this wasn't because they were fighting against each other. So yeah, which how many movies into the phase are we? we we've got the shows, 
Well, see, and that's where it gets what? it gets kind of uh, kind of murky because uh, technically, No Way Home is part of this phase, right? Right, No Way Home, Shang Chi, Eternals, and this. Right, so we're four movies in. Technically, Black Widow, but it takes place back then, so that I don't I don't count. That. I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count, count that, Black yeah. Widow. No, because that's that's back in the timeline. And then we have we have Thor coming out later on. Maybe that'll help a little bit, but who knows? But that doesn't really yeah, feel like it's really gonna. Will. Because I feel like this no. is big multiverse push in this phase, but every, but right. What it well the other and I don't think Thor is going to get into that. I no, think that's going to be his but, um, his journey, his redemption. Ant Man is supposed to have Kang in it, though. All right, if Quant- I remember Quantum right, Mania. Quantum yeah, Mania Quantum or whatever. Yeah. So that one's going to be a little more probably of of what you're hoping for in this, because Maybe. that's going to deal with more of that aspect. I think, but but it is. Like, I I kind of agree. Like this this phase to me has been the most. There's no direct, this is what they're doing. It right. just feels like it's all different ideas in, in each thing they're doing, but none of it's adding up to a whole. Right. And, right. and there's no through line to this one compared to the other ones. So I think I think the problem is because we had a bunch of movies that built to what we now know as the Infinity Saga. Yeah. It, it was eight movies in before we really knew that the stones were, were part of this. I guess, I guess at the end of Avengers, we saw Thanos, right? Right. Yep. So right. it kind of alluded to that. And at the end of Thor two, we saw the, him putting on the, stu- the glove, right? Or was that the end of guardians? When he's like, I guess I'll do it myself. I thought that was guard. Was that guardians? I think it was guard. It might have been guardians too. Cause when he said, Which I'm ever, but it was still, yeah. It was but, still further along I, than we are now in this phase. I guess, but thinking mm-hmm. thinking in my head, right? I agree. It, it definitely was farther along movie-wise. But, like we've talked about before, Iron Man comes out. You don't even really know this is going to be a universe, right? They threw right. that whole Avengers Initiative tag at the end. Like They even said, like they're like, we're just going to throw us here. It'll be a fun Easter egg for the fans. You know, probably nothing's going to come of it. And then kind of this MCU is born out of that. So, I, I guess that's why for me, so, so like, right off the bat, you can kind of discount the, the the origin movies. Because those were kind of, like, like, Incredible Hulk retroactively became part well. of it, but it was not made as one. Iron Man was made as a Iron Man movie, not knowing it was going to lead to all this, you know, necessarily. So it's like, I guess, I guess that's why it feels like once they decided they were going to do the Infinity Saga, how many movies was it? You know what I mean? It's it's a small distinction, but that's why at this point, now we're at in phase four, right? Like, it shouldn't take eight movies anymore. Because we've already well, got all this backstory. We've got all this. It's like we should be... It feels like we should be setting up sooner. 
And I feel you have to count the Disney Plus shows as part of this. Like I said, WandaVision, Loki, if you count those as part of it, now we're up to, you know, potentially six installments into this new phase. You know, technically even Cap and Winter Soldier, you know, takes place in this phase. So... I think that's probably a big part for me personally is that because we've got all these TV shows now, it feels like we're really deep into this phase without a clear understanding of where it's going or what the next threat is. Well, I was also going to say is like in those, we didn't really know where things were going because like you said, Hulk, even Thor and Captain America were not originally what they have become they were done with paramount they weren't just marvel studios they were other people's properties yep and um right it was everything they made a deal i think they made a deal by before thor came out that it was going to phase into a marvel studios thing and it wasn't going to be standalone movies so yeah so you got the first four right they were being technically don't count they're being made, and they're like, hey, if we could tie these together in the future, that'd be great, but it wasn't a set-in-stone right. thing yet. Because <laughs> everybody probably knows there's that deleted scene of the Nick Fury sequence in Iron Man where he mentions, basically, all but name-drops Spider-Man and the, the X-Men. Yeah. And, like, a longer version of that take. But, like you're saying, we're, we're so far into this one... And that everything has so much of it has dealt with multiverses and timelines that they're giving us so much without giving us anything right. really concrete to stand. It's like, and that's what it's I like. Don't we've like. got the four outside corners of a puzzle, right? We don't know what. Yeah, so I, like I agree with you. Like it, it's, and if I'm it, sure they have a plan and they'll get there, but. But it feels like they're being intentionally, like I said, like they're they're intentionally holding mutants back now. They can do it anytime they want, but they're like, well, let's let's wait a little longer. We know they want it. Let's wait a little longer. Fantastic Four. We know they want it. Let's wait a little longer. We know they like it. It just feels like there's a point where it's like you guys are becoming, you know, too obtuse. Well, like you're 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 trying to keep everything so secret that you're not even letting us have uh, any idea of what you're doing. Like the mutants, I, I mean. Despite what you've seen on, on these <laughs> off-worlds, I love the X-Men. They are my favorite comic book characters. Um, and I, I would rather wait a couple more years to see them done right than to rush getting them in just because they have them now. And that's just me. Right. Like I'd rather let, let the distaste of Dark Phoenix in those last couple movies get completely washed away <laughs> um, and and you know really launch into them and i know they've had plans like they've talked about like flow charts where they've had like the next 10 15 20 years of these mapped out so and that they've said that if we ever got the rights to the things back we we know what we want to do um so i feel like it's coming they have a goal but it does feel a lot more yeah like i said they're giving us more but they're not Give it enough to, to to land on anything. So, and I'll, I'll agree with you. I I want them all done right, but I also feel like taking this time right now to sprinkle little things in 
will help them do it right later. Like, I'd hate them to be like, well, we're going to do the mutants in five movies, but then all of a sudden it's just like, and here's the mutants! And it's like, but but now, like, take these movies and sprinkle in, like they did sprinkle in Professor X here, but he's in an alternate universe. You know, even have them come back to our universe. And at that end scene, you know, a, a paper that's like, Charles Xavier re- re- receives, you know, an award. You know, like a headline on a newspaper. Like, just little things that they could be doing now to go, you know, they're here. They've been here. Rather than just like, yes, we've never talked about them before, but they've been on Earth for, you know, 50,000 years. Type of thing. You know? So, I don't know. I just, the fact that they're purposely not acknowledging them at this point is like, why can't you have little things like that, you know? You know, teenage girl I mean, held, you know, for questioning because her she blew up her parents' VCR. Like, I mean, that's, that's you know, just little little things. VCR. Who's the old man now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a reference to episode one of the animated series. Thank you very much. No, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, we do have Madripoor, like, I, said, I do think the whole thing with her Infinity uh, Wanda being activated or enhanced by the Infinity Stone, I think that's, I think that's them integrating some stuff for the potential review that means have been around. Apparently yeah. there's in something in the Wakanda Files, uh, a book of some sort that came out that references something with mutants as well. Um, I mean, so there are things, I just feel like they're very obscure, they're very small. Right. Little things. Oh, well, we're not talking about that. Never mind. Um, yeah. What are we talking about? It, it's 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 from the first episode of Moon Knight. Some um, I have not rewatched the episode to check it myself, but there is a Easter egg apparently in in the first episode that I did not catch. Not think- specifically mutants, but for other other Marvel stuff that would be very exciting. Alright guys, if you have not watched episode one of Moon Knight, you're going to want to uh, skip forward a little bit here. Alright, Spill, what we got? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen episode one, right? Sean, you're you're pretty much up. To, I, I just I, haven't seen, seen the, the last episode, thing. so... You're the only one that hasn't seen the final episode, I think, Matt. Right, right. So I'm, I'm But I'm okay. good with episode one. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, so when he's in the, the truck or whatever in Switzerland or wherever he's in. Okay. Yeah. And he doesn't know how he got there. Behind him on the boxes is supposedly uh, a stamp or a seal. Like the the logo on the box says Von Doom. Really? And they're speculating that the castle he was at was Doom's castle. The one he, that he's like down on the ground and he looks mm-hmm. up and waves at the guys. But he wasn't in Latvia then. He was in, uh, I thought they named where he was. I mean, I guess they could change it, but it seems like an odd. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I'm just, someone yeah. was just. No, know, I got you. Again, I, just... I haven't rewatched to, to check that, but they zoom in on the, the boxes behind him and it's either upside down or sideways and you see like the lowercase Vaughn and the beginning yeah. of like a D and an O. 
Uh, I mean, and it, and it lines up with everything, right? Like I said, there we got John now, you know, in the Reed Richards suit. Yeah. With, you know, Von Doom. I, I want to see the Fantastic Four before I see the X-Men show up. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. But again, like, which is a weird thing for me to say. Just but. sprinkle little, <laughs> just sprinkle little things in there. I just, I hate when things are just like. And trust us, it was there all the time. It's like you have the opportunity right now to be sowing these seeds, and you know, t- take the opportunity. I guess. Don't be, don't be, and we've seen it. Marvel's been very protective of their secrets lately. I mean that. The entire Doctor Strange trailer, the one that I saw at least, was an entire misdirect. Like, that whole thing was cut Oh yeah. with the purpose of not letting you know a single thing that was happening in this movie. You know? and I did see a small interview with um, Cumberbatch and yeah. uh, Elizabeth Olsen, where they said something to the fact, you know, that because so, so, like things would change on the morning, they yeah. would make stuff up. And he says something to the effect of, "Is like nothing but the title of this movie stayed the same right. in the making of this movie." Oh yeah, no, those I guarantee you, the script that we saw eventually is not a script that ever went out anywhere early in the process. Like, and that yeah. imagine imagine doing the press for these things as the actors. Like, you have to, not only do you have to learn your lines, you have to learn everything for this movie, but then you have to learn this whole fake movie to talk about. Like, oh my god. That that would well, be I worse. took it more of, I took it more of the director was changing things, or the producers were changing things, as opposed to... Oh, I Mr. Yeah, because the whole they have that whole line about him, Doctor Strange. You know, oh, things just got out of hand. Like he never says that. Yeah, they say they they repeat him quoting that for the Utopia version of Strange. But yeah, Yeah. there's so many things that were. Oh yeah, and in a way, I appreciated that the trailer had stuff that we didn't see. I kind of like that bait and switch. Oh, they do that all the time, yeah, yeah. The Hulk fighting in, you know, Wakanda in Infinity War, you know, that sort of yeah, thing. I feel like, like this was the most, like... Yes. ...obvious how much was different from that first trailer. Oh, yeah. No, I completely agree. It just, the, the whole, the whole... But I guess that's what I'm getting at, is that, you know, there there's a point where you're being too secretive, and I feel like they're getting really close to that. Where it's like, you guys are going to kill some of the anticipation for this by continuing to be this manipulative. Yeah. They're going to Ocean's 12 it. Yeah. Sean, you with us, buddy? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, how how about a, a final ranking? How about that? One through ten, one being absolute garbage, and ten being the perfect movie. Where would you guys rank this one? You said one is garbage, ten is great movie? Right. And you can pick any number in between there. On the very... Point five? Point five. Wow. 
right. is the only MCU movie I do not like. Now, I will eat my words. There are a lot of times I see a movie a second time after I was disappointed by it. When I see it the second time knowing what's coming, I'm more okay with it and I get into it more. I, with the amount of things I did not like in this movie, I don't see that happening, but I could change my mind if I see it again. All right. We'll have to check back in with Jesse on that. Sean, <laughs> you get to follow up to point five. Uh, yeah. I, I'd give it a, uh, at least a solid seven out of 10, honestly. Um, it, it was, it, for me, it was in the mid range for Marvel. Like, uh, it, it wasn't, it surprised me with the Scarlet Witch part. Yeah. That was definitely a way out of left field moment, but, um, it's not like it, it is, there is a lot of convolutedness to the movie, it, just sitting there watching it the first time. And I feel like it is one that you got to watch multiple times to just make sure you get everything after a certain point. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, cause there is a lot happening in this one, but yeah, like it, it, it progressed a little bit in certain things, but I also felt like it gave you the typical superhero fare that we have become accustomed to as well. Yeah, I got uh, I'm going to go an eight. I'm going to go a little bit above you. I kind of the same reasonings. It's it, it's definitely in the grand scheme of MCU movies. It's definitely middle of the pack. I liked. I'm going to give them credit because they did surprise me in plotline. And that is a big thing for me. It's something I feel doesn't happen. Well, I know it doesn't happen to me a lot lately. Like, I can usually kind of tell where a story's going. And this one repeatedly threw me off of that. Um, granted, I would have liked some bigger, like I said, some bigger explanation for some stuff that's happening in the phase as a whole, but that's on me. Like, that's my expectation I put in it. I can't hold that against the movie itself. Um, there was a lot of great visuals, great acting, and like I said, that the storyline just surprised me throughout. I gotta give them big props for that. The cameos that I never expected to see, um... Yeah, it just it 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 entertained me, and they they threw me some curveballs. So I'm gonna give them props for that, and I appreciate that. All right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> I think this is the well. This has to be the biggest spread that we have ever been on any sh- either show, Sean. Right? <laughs> as far as rankings. I... <laughs> yeah, I I don't think we have ever had somebody as not into something as Jesse was with this right. movie. And honestly, I never thought I'd see the day. That's pretty pretty it, like like right now is freaking me out more than the movie did. Yes. Because I don't know if this is actually multiverse Jesse or not now because he it feels it feels really different tonight. Yeah. I would not have expected this. <laughs> All right, guys, to wrap it up here, we are going to debut a new segment real quick here. This is actually the brainchild of Sean, and it's it's our off-world Never Have I Ever. So for those of you unfamiliar with the Never Have I Ever game, um, basically you say 
something that you have done, and then the other people playing with you will tell you whether they have or have not done it. We're going to take a little twist on the traditional game, and we're going to do it all with our geekdom movies, TV shows, comic books, um, and the uh, the hope is that if my co-hosts haven't, that they will then maybe check out something. So um, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, kick it off. And I'm going to go with, and this this is actually what I've spent the majority of my week doing in my downtime now that I finished Gargoyles. And I'm going to say, never have I ever watched Young Justice. Oh. And that is, uh, it started off as a Cartoon Network show for two seasons back mm-hmm. in the late days after the Timverse kind of wrapped up following... Uh, Kid Flash, uh, Robin, and Superboy as they form their own team team in the DC Universe. And they've gotten a couple additional seasons after that, which I've just got into because I rewatched the first two seasons before starting the... Uh, I'm just into the third season now. So. so, boys, have you ever watched Young Justice? I have, yeah. I, I have not watched it the entire way through, but I have watched what I could, and I was very into what the show was about. So, um, I, I would recommend it. And honestly, I need to go back to it myself. Yeah. So definitely watch. Yes. Definitely watch. I thought about just jumping into that new, that third and fourth season, the new ones mm-hmm. that were made for HBO Max, and. I, but I changed my mind. I'm really grateful I did because I did forget. There's a lot of plot points in that. It is definitely a continuous story, and that's one you got to start and watch through. Yeah. Jesse? I have not. Okay. I'll just check out check out the first... Uh, I think I think just the first episode or two. It'll either hook you or it won't. Okay. Um, and ju- just know that there's... There's a lot of payoff. I don't want to say too much, but there's a lot of payoff to getting through the whole season. And I don't think it's a spoiler, but there's there's always some time in between seasons, which I really appreciate. They don't they don't necessarily show you a lot, but like it helps you not get bogged down. Because okay. we're not slowly going through the changes. Whenever a new season starts, it'll be like, you know, like between the first and second season, there's five years in between the two seasons. And yes, you do have oh, to wow. kind of, yeah, you do have to kind of play some catch up in season two. Like you're going to be thrown off for a bit. Like, where's this person? Why? Why is this that? But like I said, it also helps you not get bogged down in the. Now we gotta slowly wait for this character to make their strides. It's like, no, it just happened, and we pick back up okay. with them. But yeah, so if you do choose to check that out, I think just the first couple episodes should hook you. Who wants to go next? Very cool, Sean. Oh, uh, never have I ever sat through the entire movie of Eternals. Dead. Darn you! <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> 
Guess I'm watching Eternals now. <laughs> I'm not trying to make anybody watch. I know Jesse has, and he's he said good things. I I have sat through. Uh, I want to say the first fifteen or so minutes, and I I was like, I'm good, and I walked away from it. So that's why I'm just like, yeah. I, I have never finished it. It, it. it just didn't hit me. The I right have way a I feeling I need to see it. For I'm sure it's coming up here eventually in the MCU so but yeah it's one of those I've just never made the time yet but yes I will check out Eternals <laughs> Jesse you've seen Eternals? I have multiple times. Multiple times yes I I, I actually really like it um, yeah and I have no like strong attachment to any of those characters from the comics like I've read like six or seven issues of the most recent run. Just again, like with Doctor Strange, right? I read some of that Jason Aaron run. I just wanted to get a little idea of what they were about before I saw the movie. Um, just, just because I know they were a thing, but I didn't know much about them. So, right. very nice. All right, Jesse, finish us off. Never have I ever. Never have I ever watched Star Wars Rebels. Nope. Never watched it. I have not. I I didn't even finish Clone Wars. So, um, um, obviously it's four seasons. I don't expect anybody to watch all of it unless they like it. Yep. Um, first season is is a lot of introducing you to the new characters and kind of setting everything up. There are some important things that happen, um, but it really hits its stride. I think in season two. Um, I don't think it's spoiling anything for this point with for you guys. Um, but Ahsoka is my favorite character, and she does play into the story at one point. And I believe there's an episode. I think it's called Twilight of the Apprentice. I could be wrong. Um, that that deals with her. Um, and it has one of my favorite Star Wars confrontations. Period in it. Okay. So. Do I need to see Clone Wars before I see Rebels? Um, no. Okay. You don't have to, because I hadn't, I don't, I can't remember if I finished Clone Wars before I watched Rebels or not. I might have, because I think Rebels was still coming out. Um, but the last season of Clone Wars had not come out. Gotcha before Rebels finished, so that Season 7 of Clone Wars um, was only, like, last year the year before, so... Right. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll be checking out. Rebels. I have seen... I, I saw some of the first season of it, and I can say you don't need to watch Clone Wars, because I was watching it, and it was... Okay. I was picking up with it. That's what I mean. Well. You, you, you know the only thing. The only thing you would need to know from Clone Wars going into it, because it takes place about about five to six years before the events of New Hope, mm-hmm. um, is that, again, for the Ahsoka storyline, is she leaves... She leaves the Jedi... Right. She leaves the Jedi. Right, the at, order. At, yep. at the end of season five in Clone Wars. Um, um, but, I mean, that's that's probably the biggest thing and the only thing you would need to know... For, for the episodes I'm referencing. Um, gotcha. Yeah. All right. I will check that out. We look forward to it. 
guys, feel free to play along at home. And the hope is next time, now that we're doing this, next time we have an off-world, we'll start off the segment with our thoughts on the things we were forced to watch. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, if uh, you guys enjoyed the show, please feel free, like, share, subscribe, ring that bell so you get notified when a new episode is dropped. Uh, we just want to thank all you guys for the support. Thanks for sitting here with us for uh, a movie or a movie review that is now about an hour longer than the movie itself. <laughs> so, oh, real quick here, that's something I wanted to bring up. Thank you, Marvel. Two hours, six minute runtime. Thank you. Way to keep it to the point. Not everything has to be a three-hour movie. I'm looking at you, the Batman. So, yes, two hours is still on the uh, the longer side, especially what we grew up with, but I felt that was a much more realistic uh, uh, runtime. So, I just want to throw that in right quick. Could have been shorter. You keep talking about adding stuff. What are you talking about? You're like, hey, let's let's see this and let's see that. Let's let's follow Wanda from the point here. You you would have made it the three hour movie. It would have been two movies. <laughs> it would have been two movies. It's gonna be a it trilogy. Have done most. It wouldn't have done most of the things that this movie did. The first one's multiverse of madness. The second one is just a little more madness. <laughs> Now we're cranky. <laughs> multiverse, of, multiverse of madness, sadness, and gladness. Get us through the whole. Because first she's mad, then in the second one she's sad because she can't get her kids back, and then by the third one she's redeemed herself and they're all glad. See. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's a trilogy. <laughs> if all these, if all the, if all the Scarlet Witch Wanda things are her going through all the stages of grief, that that won't be good. <laughs> <laughs> and we broke Jesse. So we are just going to sign off now. Take it away. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'm Jesse Arnold, and I can do this all day. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'm Sean Scafarna, and you've got the touch. You've got the power. And as always, I'm Matthew Dooch. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time, it's over!